What is up, guys and girls of the internet? It is Dave, it is Duncan, it is Kyle. We are back for a very special, very special mid-year episode. That is right, it is that time already. What time is it? It is that time already. It is the top 10 albums (laughs) of the year so far. Gentlemen, can I get a hell yeah? No. I literally said before you hit record, <laughs> you better bring your A-game, and that is the single worst intro to a mid-year podcast that's ever happened. Can I get hell yeah? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Guys, come on. Where's the enthusiasm? <laughs> enthusiasm. <laughs> Where is it? I need you to bring it. I need you to bring your inner enthusiasm to the outer enthusiasm. <laughs> Is it too late to get back? Like, Kyle, do you just want to spin off a separate recording? Just, I'll, I'll just, I'll just WhatsApp you, Melissa. Okay, this is this is going to, this is going to number one at the top of the top ten mid-year shittest intros to a podcast. Oh. intro to the mid-year. Oh, right, is number one, number one, my bullet. I'm going to make you do the intro next year. I will do the intro next year. It's not a threat for me. I will make you talk, Duncan. Or oh, really, however yeah. will I cope, Dave? I'm maybe at the end of the year, actually. Maybe yeah, I'll put more pressure on you now. See, you've only got six months to practice now, Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you like that? Eh? It's not a problem, Steve. I mean, Dave. <laughs> uh, let's, 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 <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, That's right. Too much um, <laughs> Plan is coming together. Um, anyway, um, here we go, gentlemen. It is mid-year list time. Um, and I know I say this every fucking year. He does. For the last two years. But... <laughs> <laughs> it's not until it's not until you when <laughs> you start to try and put one of these lists together <laughs> that you realise how You're fucking fuck. good yeah how fucking good a year has been for music and I, mean, I would do say it every year but it it really is like it's 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 constant you know what I mean even even on our was that our last recording? Our last batch of album reviews. <laughs> yeah. There was like the, the batch, last batch we did, there was like two five star albums in that bundle alone. Last, just last week. Yeah. It's just like, they don't stop. It didn't make this list any easier. No, it didn't. No, it no, didn't. I'm so glad we did that, Dave. Talk to us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad we did that. The yeah. problem is, and the thing that I find interesting is that even if you chart it back to when we weren't doing recordings, per se, you know, we're all out doing our own thing. The the quality of, the quality of music has remained consistent amongst, mm. like, I, I, I never have any difficulty creating a top 10 albums. Usually the way around, I usually have more than enough albums that could be in a top 10, and it's really coming down to it, integers of, like, minutia as to why yeah. I prefer a certain album. It all comes down to personal taste, but what mm. I love about doing these things is you can see the evolving trends like year on year and just the craft of musicianship, technique, quality, production. It yeah. just is it's very fluidic. It's constantly changing. It's constantly moving. Um, and if I stack my 10 against you know last year's 10, I don't think there's any band on my 10 that sound anything like 
mm. any band that was in my 10 last year. And I, that's what I love about it. I, yeah. I, there are some people that will only do a death metal list. There are some people that will only do like a sludge list or, mm. you know, a, a prog list or whatever. And that's fine. But I think when you stand back and like view from a height, the, the full genre, the full thing that encapsulates what we do, it, it really is to sound cliche as I can. Uh, you know, it's, it's the best time to be a metal fan. It really, mm. really is. And I can't remember yep. the last time I yep. felt like I was lying saying that. Mm. You know, where you're like, oh, it's, oh, no, it's great to be a metal fan. And then you're looking at nothing but the new Machine Head album on your shelf. <laughs> like, oh, fuck it. No, I mean, like, it's, there's always something. And very much like in previous years, um, we're going to be discussing, I imagine, albums that are making lists all over the internet albums that probably aren't making lists all over the internet and bands that we will have genuinely come to maybe for the first time um mm -hmm. and you know being blown over by what they do so yeah. i i expect ooze as surprises shocks ooze and as duncan ooh, ah. ooh ah just a little bit ooh <laughs> ah, a little bit more i like it there we go uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm expecting I'm expecting us to run the full gambit of emotions. I expect to be emotionally, physically, yeah. and uh, seminally drained by the end. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm, I'm, this is like we were, we were talking about. Um, like I've I've shortlisted my albums into 14. Yeah. I, right before I was recording, I've changed to in my head. <laughs> um, and I'm looking at them like that. Have I made the right choice? Probably not, but we're now locked in and recording, so deal with it. So, yeah. Anyone else struggle? Like, struggle, struggle, as in, like, up until maybe today, still getting the PCs in order? Um, like, Davey's always confident. Davey's always like, ah, this has been locked in. So I thought I had it locked in yesterday, and then I listened to it again through the albums, I was like, ah, oh, <laughs> the best noise to make is like, ah, I'm fucking. And you know what you're angry about? If you're enjoying something too much. Mm. That's yeah. where the range comes from. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, fuck. 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 It's just fuck. too good. It can't be at, you know, number 11. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it comes down to like, like a ball here between albums at points. Mm -hmm. Like, just like, especially the, the the kind of back end of my list like that's where i was kind of struggling the nine and ten i was like yeah. because it was so much really close between like nine ten eleven twelve like kind of similar like what you're saying um and then the, the, the other end as well it's like oh like because we are ordering them you know mm -hmm. uh, unlike <laughs> other publications which can't order them as far as <laughs> I don't know. It's a trend that I just don't understand. I don't understand the point of publishing a list if it's not ordered. Yeah, like, to me that's just like uh, you know, it's like just you know what it's like. It's like publishing ingredients to a recipe. <laughs> Here are all and the no things method. you need to buy, but none uh -huh. of them have any importance over the other. Uh -huh. Whereas to me, if you're doing a list of the things you like the most, yeah, the keyword in there is the most. So mm -hmm. you have to order them by how much. Yeah. I just, I, it's a cop out. It's a cop yeah. out by people that are too scared to face internet criticism, which is mm. one thing Metal Epidemic has never been afraid of. <laughs> no. And we get plenty of it. Bring so, on. Yeah, there we go. Was that that? So, what was the criticism this week? Um, like I what? said that Dave Mustaine wasn't great at like writing lyrics, yeah. but we all loved the song, and that was enough to set someone out <laughs> there on a, on a 
tirade of that I've not listened to. And I will be honest, I have not listened to every single Dave Mustaine lyric. But I wager the majority of them are shite. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, they're not shite. They're just cliche. They're cliche. Yeah, yeah. That's what, I, what I meant by that. I don't know if that came out. It's like I was watching the music video and then I was watching, I was listening to his lyrics. And I was like, all right. See, when he was writing these lyrics, he was either thinking about the music video or he was thinking he was watching a war documentary and then was like, oh, hmm. <laughs> war's rough. Even when you like something, you still get criticised. This is it. This is it, Duncan. There we go. I said the words pleasantly surprised. Yeah. I'll still get criticism. Yeah. <sighs> it's like people haven't listened to the bad stuff. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> like albums. Anyway, not that I want yeah. to relitigate that. That album's not out no. yet, so it can't make any of our top tens. Yeah. Uh, so. True that. Um, so, um, we're going to get into our lists. Wait, yeah. it has to be out. What? <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's, a, he's a shit stutter. He's a shit stutter. Don't do it, Dave. Go play his game. I just want to see Dave's face. Yeah, yeah. Remember um, Memento? Where, like, the guy yeah. has to keep, like, he has one for Joe Pantoliano, which just says, Teddy on the front of the turn, it says, don't believe his lies. We're going to yeah. keep Kyle's face and replace that on that gif. <laughs> that's, that's what we're doing. Yeah. The day um, I come to Scotland, I'm having that on a t-shirt. My yeah. face, don't believe his lies. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. So we're going to start counting down our lists um, of the year, top ten of the year so far, telling you exactly why they are in our lists and why you should check them out if you haven't already. Um, look at that, looking like gents, got a couple of surprises in here. Yeah, mm-hmm. some some albums I thought would be a shoo-in on my list. Shoo, and they're not even in the top ten. You thought they would be a shoo-in, but instead they were just a shoo. Get my list. There you go. Uh, and there's a couple. Get out of my list. <laughs> what are you doing, There's a couple here that I've snuck right in um, that I initially didn't think would be contenders for my list, but you know, things have been a changing, Duncan. Things have been a changing. Yeah. Um, so I kind of, I kind of picked my my albums on on two different criteria. Um, one. It's just the fact that the album in question is just a straight up banger and it hasn't really left my rotation of albums since I heard it. We like to call um, that banger status. <laughs> banger status. Um, the other is that the band are maybe just like pushing boundaries and have created something a bit more unique that didn't really sound like anything else I'd heard this year. And that category is called genre rapist. <laughs> <laughs> Pushing the boundaries. No, is that... T- Right, we'll, we'll work on the title. We'll work on the title. It's a placeholder, is what we're saying. Yeah. Okay, keep it in there as an uncomfortable placeholder until someone thinks of something better. Okay, well, let's do that. Let's do that. So, um, how would you like to start this? Are we going to go. Do you want me to go first? Do you want to go. You're the one that has criteria. Me and Kyle had like a week. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like me and Kyle were still changing things around today. Um, so yeah, you sound confident. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to go first. Okay. We'll just go yeah, as good. usual. Yeah, Big uh, sexiest guy first. Yeah, that, that's me. Yeah, let's let's see how a professional does his list, and then you can hear how not to do a list when you go to me and Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, let's do it then. Let's let's get this. Let's get this. Let's start off at number ten. Here we go. So my number ten, um, and it's actually my first pick here. My number ten is a bit of a surprise. And at number ten, gentlemen, that's right. I see your face on I'm surprised as well. Um, my number ten was released uh, February 11th on Relapse Records. Oh yes. Oh, I got a wee shiver there. Um, my number 10 is Author and Punisher and Crueler. Now, I think you're, you're, looking, you're looking at me like, Dave, what? Author and Punisher? <laughs> I didn't know you liked that Crueler. album. Yeah, well, I did like that. I don't think you expected me to really like the album when we reviewed it. No, um, it was the same as like when we did Genghis Tron the year before. I expected you mm. to... I expected you to die, Mr. Bond. <laughs> um, like, I, I expected you to, to be okay with it because yeah. like, you appreciate music. But then when you were quite okay. high on it last year, I was like, wait a second. I'm more surprised on this one because uh, this is a straight-up industrial album, Dave. So yes, it is. No um, middle ground here. There is there's something about this album that kind of just keeps pulling me back in. And uh, and it's, as you say, it's not my typical style at all. Like, industrial is not my go-to at all. Um, and to be honest, like, if I'm totally honest, I wasn't even really a huge fan of their previous work either. Um, their last couple yeah. of albums were very industrial. I mean, yeah. very industrial. They're imposing. Um, yes, um, very, like, really abrasive. Lots of really, like, abrasive noises, mechanical sounds, all being smashed together. Um, but this isn't that type of album um this feels more like this feels like a more like a structured album the songs have more of a template rather than feeling kind of disjointed or, or angular in any kind of way um also there's a, an inclusion of that glorious glorious fucking melody um yeah. <laughs> which we never really got before on previous albums but it's just so fucking good um, and it's one of the main kind of reasons that it kind of pulls me back in um, and we get that melody both in the form of the, the vocals and in the, the kind of synth work as well. Um, and as I said, that, that for me just makes this so much better. There's something really kind of hypnotic about this release. Like I feel myself going into a bit of a trance when I put it on. Like I just kind of get lost in it. Um, it's just this weird kind of like labyrinth of like dark you know, 80s toned synths merged with this really more modern kind of industrial sound but it's really kind of really well layered it's got a ton of contrast and dynamics but um most of all i think it feels like the first album of of his that sounds like an album like it has a flow to it um, it feels it's, like he's written songs exactly yeah it does um it's paced fairly slowly as you'd expect for this kind of genre but you know don't expect <laughs> don't expect static x grooves or anything like that but um it's uh <laughs> yeah it's got more of a kind of like that kind of god flesh type yeah. lethargy like mixed with like but it's got a kind of modern street like bands like three teeth or like kind of yezu kind of melody in it as well um loved it in the production just like perfectly like cold and kind of bleak just yeah i thought it was awesome like and i just when i was looking at like albums to pick i was like yeah this has to be and i've gone back to this a ton a lot more than i expected um and i really really enjoyed it so my number 10 is author and punisher and cooler okay uh duncan you want to go uh, i will go yeah um i don't want to give my cards away uh too much here but that uh, may be coming up later on mine so uh, which is surprise Ooh. absolutely no cunt <laughs> um no cunt at all uh so number 10 for me this um once again start of the year i think february as well all right 
uh, like kind of it's the same as Dave. No, I'm only joking. Um, <laughs> I like was charting very high. Actually, there's a very good chance that by the end of the year it swings back round again and goes higher. Mm. Uh, the reason behind that is I've kind of. I go through prolonged periods of listening to it. So if I start listening to it, I'll like binge it for a week and then yeah. I'll bin it for like a month. Then it comes back and it gets binged for a week again. And that's its only reason. It doesn't have necessarily the same staying power. And that's had an impact on a couple of the albums that just didn't quite make my 10 as the, the revisit value is maybe not as strong because I mm. need to be in a particular frame of mind. Um, which I mean, in itself is a great quality, but at the same time, if there are other albums that I'm spinning to death, it's difficult to sit there and say, well, you know, this album is a true masterpiece that yeah. I can only listen to when the moon is full, <laughs> yeah. the sky is black. Yeah. You know, like over this album, which I've played to death, I know every nuance, I can sing every melody, all those sort of things. Yeah. So number 10 for me is a great example of that. It's Cult of Luna's The Long Road North out of Ooh. Metal Blade Records. Nice. Um, I mean, it got a five from me. Mm. When it came out, I fucking love it. Yeah. It is the, it is the the prime example of what Cult of Luna maybe do better than anyone else in the post metal world. Yeah, um, being pioneers that they are, but just still being able to kind of raise that bar. It is just walls of sound, like <laughs> crushing heaviness that you there. There's almost no room to breathe when they're when they're bringing it in. This album though is the first one where I I felt especially in a while, especially since Vertical, where there was a conscientious effort to really infuse a lot more melody into it. And a lot mm. of that comes in via the, the guitar work. There's a lot of lead work, which it has a kind of earthier tone than some of their previous albums. The aforementioned Vertical still has a very cold, uh, very almost mechanical melody about it. And it works for that sound, but um, the Long Road North it doesn't have that. It, you know, it feels at times earthy and rich and other times like just being pummeled with granite yeah. and as it's, it's like we, we spoke about when we reviewed it uh, i recommend everyone goes back and check every review that we mentioned on this but that one in particular when the first noise kicks in and it's just that oh, and it sounds like a fucking, fucking hand zimmer score <laughs> yeah or inception and like the bit where the world's bending in on itself yep. that's literally what that note sounded like and when i heard it the first time but every time i hear it the hairs <laughs> on my arms stand yeah. up it's just and then you like it just crafts a huge song from this almost like it's organically building like a, an entire like visual soundscape from the big bang it's just it's, it's like mind melting it's it's probably the best production they've ever had um songwriting i think it's up there it's maybe still not my favorite album i think vertical will always be my favorite album because it's mm. the one that really i got my hooks into the band yeah um but it's you know it's phenomenal it is just one of those ones though that is so imposing and let's be honest like a lot of their work very long that and i'm an albums guy i don't like listening to songs out of context yeah um i need to be in the right frame of mind to sit down and, and do a color luna listen and as a result it's kind of trying to down if i'm in a cult of luna mode towards the end of the year this one could be top five for me that's yeah. that's how much i love it um yeah i think it's fucking great so cult of luna the long road north Melblade records my number 10. nice kale number 10 what you got what have I got? What have you got? I, did, I didn't change this one. 
<laughs> okay, that's good. Okay, I'm pretty sure it'll stay in order at the end of the year, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> this one was released on April 1st this year, and it was no joke. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, immutable by Meshuggah. Ooh, uh, yeah, came back to it t- a lot more than I thought I would actually. Because yep. after hearing it the first few times that we listened to it before we reviewed it, I was like, "It's more Meshuggah. It's all right." Yeah, <laughs> I gave it a pretty high score because it's fucking Meshuggah, yeah. but. I came back to it a lot, and there's a lot of like little details and little things in this that I missed the first few times around. So it's definitely an album that can grow on you a lot. So because yeah. of that reason, it's come in at number ten, and because they're one of the bigger bands, so I tend to put those not at the top of my list. <laughs> yeah. Not because I like it any less than the rest of the stuff, but that's generally why I order things that way. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, okay. it's more sugar. What can you say? Yeah, I, I, King, I know what you mean though, Kyle. I've, yeah. I've came back to it a lot more than I expected as well. Um, and I'd scored it a little bit lower than yourself. Um, mm. But it is one that, I don't know, it, it is, it's Meshuggah doing Meshuggah, but there, there's, there is something really kind of cool about it that I have come back to and enjoyed more mm. than what I've listened to. So yeah, I totally get where you're, where you're coming from. I have not. <laughs> I'm glad someone does. <laughs> I'm trying to explain myself as like, are you using words? Unlike Dave's, unlike Dave's number 10 pick, it will not feature on my list. So. <laughs> but each to their own. That should, once again, should surprise no one. Uh, no. I think I was maybe the least, at least um, enthused is the right word with, uh, yeah. with that release. So, Yeah. Okay, nice one. Um, so moving on to our number nine pick. See, that um, went easy, didn't it? Number it did, yeah. No controversy um, yet. The easiest <laughs> number ten I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> um, number nine, um, gentlemen. It's it's twenty twenty two. The year. Of hardcore, gentlemen. <laughs> is this just a list of hard- Is this you, like, trying to prove what you said? Here we go. Nine because hardcore I'm, releases coming like, from Dave. All from Punisher. <laughs> Fucking hardcore. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, Dave. In one hardcore album on my list, like at all. So, um, so which makes me think it maybe oh, isn't a year of hardcore. Like, wow. see, when it was a year of death metal last year, there's at least a couple of death metal albums in my list. No hardcore, man. Mm-hmm. Which makes me think. Oopsie. We'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I think so. Um, if there's one thing I love more than hardcore, though, is French hardcore, gentlemen. <laughs> there's no <laughs> shortage. No shortage of That's French right. hardcore at Fucking the moment. Love it. Um, French hardcore, it could be the, the greatest thing to happen to France since garlic bread. Just going to put that out there. Fucking outstanding <laughs> French hardcore. Not entirely sure what the, the origins of garlic bread are, but I don't think it's France. For this review. <laughs> And this video is France talking. Right. Uh, so Best many things happens to France since that Italian thing. Yeah. <laughs> Garlic bread, definitely French. Just, you know, I don't want to hear any comments. Then you type any of your down below. I don't want to hear it. French. It says French is spaghetti. Let's do this. <laughs> French is French fries, gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> so, so many great hardcore albums out this year. It was it was difficult for me. It really, this this is the hardest bit of making my list. Was the hardest hardcore bit of albums. hardcore. Picking your top ten. You just see yourself out, please. <laughs> no, you don't know where garlic bread comes from. I'm fine. Right? I'm safe. <laughs> Bad puns aside, you can do whatever you want, right? 
French hardcore German. I don't know. Um, <laughs> we're just waiting for him. I like I, what, what I want is him just to like lean down and come up with like garlic buds around his neck <laughs> and a baguette. <laughs> um, yeah, very difficult. It was very difficult to pick which hardcore albums was going to feature in my list this year. But one of those albums oh. that I think I think has actually gone a little bit too far under the radar, if you ask me, oh, um, yeah. is the new album from Beyond the Sticks. Oh. Um, the album was called Sentence. It was released on February 4th on WTF Records. What the fuck? Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what the fuck? I've never heard that album before. What the fuck? Um, if you have any interest in hardcore at all um, and you haven't heard this, then now is the time, people. Now is the time. It is utterly ferocious and it just, I absolutely love this. When I'm in the, I'm just in the mood for something really savagely heavy, this is the album I go to. It's something about the French man. I don't know. They, they just, they, they know how to make an album sound angry. And it's like, it's not that like, that kind of fake like American anger that we hear you know what I mean none Whoa, of that shots being fired none of that it. fucking no, yeah. none of that Saint Anger fucking bullshit none of that <laughs> in my neck Dave you know what it never gets respect never, no it doesn't and neither it should Duncan um, this though this the, 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 the rage just pours out of this release like everything about it is just visceral the production the musical delivery is just blunt and it's vocally hostile as fuck. It's all the things that you'd want in a hardcore album. If you if you like bands like like Sworn Enemy, Foreign Pain, Turmoil, Power Trip, um, then this is definitely worth a listen. Um, last year, uh, Worst Out were my kind of like standout French hardcore band. Uh, this year, it is 100% Beyond the Sticks and their new album, Sentence, at my number nine. Worst Out. It's, uh, it's the No Doubt band uh, featuring Gwen Stefani when she's on a period. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. I'd still listen to it. Would you? Uh, yeah, hi. <sighs> <laughs> Angry <laughs> spider webs. What? <laughs> um, anyway, Duncan, number nine. <laughs> right, number nine. Um... Once again, an album that could easily shoot further up for me. Um, And this is one of the ones I swapped in because I'm being true to myself. This album has been, honestly, and I can't even, like, this has been played to fucking death. Mm. Like, absolute death. And I've only had it a month, right? So, and (laughs) I'm not tired of it. I'm not, like, like, bored of anything about it. If anything, I think it gets stronger every single fucking listen. Mm. Um, I bought the t-shirt. I'm wearing the t-shirt right fucking now. Uh, Now at number nine for me is Blood Command with Mm. Praise Armageddonism. Uh, It's out on Hassle Records. Um, So yeah, Blood Command were always a band that I felt I should like. We spoke about this in the review. Like their kind of references and iconography like stem more into my interests which mm. are you know certainly on the horror side and um the female fronted i, u- I usually have a, an inclination to listen to female fronted bands j- just to see what tonal difference or what spin they're putting on things that you know male fronted bands don't always do yeah. um so I'd, like I, w- I was what i didn't know in the interim was they had changed vocalists before this one mm. so when we sat down to to check this out I was um, I was more than a bit floored by this. Um, 
I think this is about as catchy a crafted kind of death pop album that's ever been made, mm. to be honest with you. I think it's absolutely flawless. There is plenty going on musically, stylistically, vocally in particular. I think our vocals are absolutely stunning. Um, and then you add on top of that the, the kind of concept idea that they brought in that I didn't pick up on at all until they mentioned it. And now I'm really deep diving, which is um, about Heaven's Gate. And I'd, like, I know a lot about Heaven's Gate because I'm morbid and don't sleep and have a lot of time on my hands. So mm-hmm. I'm all about those cults, all mm-hmm. about my cults. Oh, yeah. And um, so like w- when you go back through the songs with that in mind, there is a very clear a very clear attention to the <laughs> to the actual lyrics and then that coupled with like everything like the artwork the production it's just like as he toured the force of really really catchy really really aggressive it reminded me of the best bits of and there was only a handful for me the best bits of something like mindless self-indulgence but <laughs> if someone had taken that mm-hmm. and then just made it much more palatable and much more commercial but like we've been talking about this if there's one gig i want to see this year it's these guys because i think it'd be fucking awesome Mm. i I think there's so much energy in it it's just so it's so vibrant sounding um and it's super commercial i mean this is like no getting away from it this is a super commercial sounding album she does like incredible vocal melody but she can do a bit of that screaming. That's where the, the, the kind of mindless self-indulgence stuff comes up because very reminiscent of the kind of female aggro vocals on that. Mm. But yeah, I think it's I think it's a stunning album. It is definitely my summer album. I could only pick one summer album for this ten. Otherwise, it was just going to be albums I listened to like in the last month and a half. So I sadly knocked the other one out, which is what I swapped just as we were coming in, mm. which. Um, is a British band that I deeply love, but I'll be honest, I've listened to this one a lot more, so it sadly got shunted to mm. 11. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kicking in with Blood Command, Praise Armageddonism, nice. uh, a bit of Hassle Records, and yeah, this is, I will be, I, I, I know I say this a lot, but I guarantee it, like, if I was to check my plays just now, I guarantee I've listened to this album over 80 times. <laughs> wow. The, easily, easily. This is, like, it's my new running album as well. Mm. Um, because you can do a short distance run to it relatively well, and then uh, you just put it on repeat if you do a longer one. Mm. <laughs> so, <it just> keeps going. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely love it. Um, nice. Yeah, so that's Blood Command, Praise Armageddonism, has records number nine for me. Bitchin. Kyle, what you got number nine? That album was high up on my list too. I enjoyed that way more than I thought I was going no to. One, like, like, if, if, if ever like... You're not just saying that because you're Norwegian and no. that's your citizenship. Um, <laughs> like, Dave's Dave's whole raison d'etre in the background was I will give this to Duncan because I've heard one single and it totally sounds like the stuff that Duncan listens to Mm -hmm. and then when we're sitting on the review just going it's so catchy, it's so great Dave's like I like this album but I do and then you come on, I think it was like in our chat afterwards you were like that that Blood Command album is really fucking good I'm like do we have to hand them metal cards in? I don't want to hand them in Mm. um, it's called Blood Command, I think we're safe yeah, I think we're fine. No Norwegian. <laughs> yeah. I do also we're gonna love- hunt them down and sell them a microphone. <laughs> there's a lot of people that aren't there's a lot of people that aren't picking up on the like so at the moment, like the music videos in the tour, they're wearing tracksuits. Mm. I don't think people are understanding why they're wearing tracksuits, and it's because Heaven's Gate wore tracksuits. So mm. I, I think people are just thinking they're I don't know, Neds or something. Yeah. 
I, I'm like, no, 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 it's, it's theme, it's, it's conceptual. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no one said anything when Jonathan Davis did it. No. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, okay. anyway. Yeah, okay. My number nine, easiest number nine I'm going to have this year. <laughs> <laughs> Came out on May 20th, 2022, Ooh. since it's the top 10 of this year uh from greek crazy symphonic black metalers or death metalers whatever they are getting this step here somewhere for you septic flesh modern primitive fucking love this album it's one of the strongest they've ever done i don't know what they do they just keep getting better and better in one way or another every album and this one was no exception i go back to it all the time Mm. even though it's only been a couple months since may it's burned into my skull yeah (laughs) Just keep going back to it. Just keep going round and round and round and round. I'll play that again. I'll play that again. I'll play that again. <laughs> Symbolic stuff on it is really, oh, really, really well done. Yeah. Good, yeah. Really, really, really. Yeah. Usually we spoke about it in the review. That's usually the bit that people are like, when a symphonic mailman, this guy standing on a keyboard that doesn't understand strings, yeah. just keep playing the same notes. And that's not what an orchestra would actually do if they were in the room. Yeah. Um, and that was the stuff that kind of literally blew me away is yeah. like, the attention to both sides of the music. Yeah. Really fucking well done. Yeah, yeah unbelievable. They've always been that way. They've always had one foot in equally in each yeah. side of it. So yeah. it's just, and this is just another like milestone and excellence for them. I just couldn't believe it when I was like, how are they going to be any better than the previous three albums? They're like, hold my fucking beer. Yeah. <laughs> I held it. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're from, where are they from again? Greece. Greece. Uh, hold my garlic bread because every country has a claim now. So. Hold my garlic, bro. Yeah, okay. Strange, man. What the fuck? Did, Hold my feta. Right, here we go. Let's get into this. <laughs> Hold my feta. Um, yeah, good pick, Kyle. Um, I, I, I totally agree. Like the balance of that album is what kind of sells it to me because it, like, yeah. because they're using that that live orchestra. Like, you would think having that they were like let's just use that on every track and just like push it so much but they don't like they were like no no no, no. we'll keep it nice and balanced so like the, yeah. the heavy stuff really comes across really well and but it's not overpowering and same with the symphonic stuff as well it's really cool really good mm-hmm. album yeah and they, they they have all these sections as well where they like do just symphonic stuff and only things like that and there's no yeah. metal so it's like there's a balance everywhere yeah. i love it it's great. Yeah. yeah nice nice okay gents uh number eight here we go. Another album that I did not think would be in my top ten. Um, just you know, just down to the stiff competition that I faced. Oh, that again. <laughs> Ooh, stiff as a garlic breadstick. Oh, right, um, right in the freezer. Look at it. Not a wobble in sight. Um, however, I have gone back to this a lot, um, a lot, a lot. Um, and it's fast becoming one of my favourite albums from this band. Ooh. Released on April 15th on, and this is going to give it away, Bat Skull Records. <laughs> it is the Cancer Bats and yeah. Psychic Jailbreak. Um, this is just one, again, another one of those albums that didn't really, it doesn't really leave my rotation at all. Like it always comes back in somewhere. Like even on the weeks where we were like, we are doing like four or five album reviews, I still find a wee moment just to slide this album in and play it. Like it's just such a, a pick me up album. Like it really is like such a feel good album. Um, and it's like, yeah, when, I, when I'm kind of in the mood for that, like some were like plenty of groove. 
yep. plenty of attitude, mm-hmm. um, but also something you can kind of shout along to. Um, this album just kind of delivers on all fronts. Um, it's in it. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of sounding like a party album. It's not a party album, but um, so to speak. But it's definitely, definitely feel good for me. Um, well, that's the way they approach it, though. You know, what I mean, Liam's vocals are always. They're not party anthems, but they tend yeah. to have the. There's a darkness sometimes, but they mostly veer towards the positive. Yeah, the yeah. kind of positive vibe from the bands. I can see that. Mm. Yeah, I think um, it's an album that has much more of that, like the Cancer Bats kind of blend of like punk rock and kind of gruff hardcore um rather than like some of the, the like the kind of doomier kind of stuff they've done and the, like they've, they've tried previously um but this has got like hooks like just spread right throughout the album in abundance um and i think what's more impressive is that they've done this at a time where they had something to prove like their their main guitarist and one of the songwriters um scott middleton left the band and they had to rise to the occasion, and which they've done, and put out one of, I think, one of their most consistent albums to date. I, I don't actually think there's a weak track on it anymore. Like mm-hmm. there was at one point, my first when we reviewed it, there was one track I was like, "Yeah, it's all right." I'm even enjoying that now as well. Um, and it's not an album that you'll find is, you know, doing anything like groundbreaking. But I think it's done at such a high level, like it's hard not to be impressed by it. Um, yeah, I was. I was a Cancer Bats fan before. We did obviously the back catalogue thing, we went through the whole lot of the albums. I found myself. Back catalogue, Dave. The back catalogue. Um, and I found myself becoming even more of a fan after that. Um, but this album, I think, has just completely solidified that. I think it is one of their best releases. Uh, so, my number eight is Cancer Bats and Psychic Jailbreak. Duggan, what you got at number eight? This is an album that I like genuinely adore. I gushed about it quite a bit in our review. Um, and has sadly been slowly pummeled in the face by other bands releasing albums, um, <laughs> which has sadly shunted it down to number eight on my list, but still packs uh, like a fucking punch. The dynamic songwriting on this is borderline mind-blowing, mm. and it's the... For anyone that is listening to the new uh, Greg Pucciato album and saying, ah, it's it's really, really, really good, but I wish he was still doing Dillinger stuff. (laughs) Um, There are other bands out there that have taken that torch and running running with it, Mm. uh, which is my number eight pick, which is Without Waves and Comedian. Um, I fucking love this album. Mm. I absolutely love this album. I think it is... Oh, without using all the cliche like if you've got like a, there must be like an almanac of words that we just use on here mm. like constantly but it's an album that takes you on a journey oh the journey um, it's full of <laughs> light and shade Alleged, um, yeah but it really is if you were using those terms against an album that's the album you use it against it's an album that predominantly starts off very weighty very aggressive very I know it's not a word that people like to use, but it is very spastic. It's, you know, it's very, very eclectic and jangly and sporadic. Um, and then it just opens up, like, maybe the kind of the back third to some of the most beguiling melody I've heard this year. It's just like a, a wonderfully crafted album that across the board just makes me kind of sit there and go, like, just to be a fly in the wall of the writing room as they're coming up with this stuff would, would be mind-blowing. Mm. They clearly just approach music with no boundaries. And I think that can sometimes be detrimental to bands, but for whatever reason, without Waves, you know, it's their, it's, it's their asset, is that nothing feels 
like that album shouldn't flow as well as it does because mm. it does do like very very hard turns almost whiplash yeah. inducing turns yeah. the style be- styles between songs but yeah like by the end of it I feel like exhausted and satisfied and ready to like kind of go back in the pit again with it mm. um, it's just like an incredibly written recorded and delivered album with some like vocal melody which is almost unsurpassed this year for me uh, just just incredibly like like haunting vocal lines um so yeah it like like i say it like after we reviewed it i was like this is this is a top five album <laughs> book them dano uh you know it was like locked in and now there's just so much other stuff coming out now that i've slowly seen it slip down like yeah. <laughs> another one i'm like oh no <laughs> um so yeah i'm kind of hoping Obviously, you want amazing albums for the rest of the year, but I would love to see this one make my top 10. Yeah. So if we could just release really good albums, but not exceptional albums, mm. July <laughs> and December, I would be okay with that. Okay. Putting that out there. Let's mm. let's try and get Without Waves in my 10 for the end of the year. Let's get that bitch trending. <laughs> uh, so Without Waves, comedian, it's on prosthetic records. Uh, a good mix of record labels on my list this year. I'm enjoying mm. it. Uh, but this is the only one from Prosthetic. So if you're waiting okay. for another one, sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I really, really, really have um, a big old soft spot for this album. I think it's kind of exceptional. And once again, I think it's one that's just flying under radars just now. Mm. I was not aware of them before this album. And now I, like, I'm all in. So. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Kyle, number eight. But it for me is, I don't know if it's going to be a surprise or not, because oh. the words post-hardcore come into play. They play as in, this is not post-hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> Without a doubt, definitely not post-hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> That's to wind up Dave. I'm for it. I'm going to say, oh, like, like, this album is hardcore negative um, <laughs> well, every single review now it's hardcore my number eight <laughs> <laughs> released on may 6th of this year on a record label i forget the name of because i'm an idiot uh <laughs> it's a uh, row of ashes Ooh. bleaching heat actually Shit. came back to this a lot i'm like <sighs> this album has everything i have i love about metal in it it's fucking heavy nice. it's fucking angry it's fucking discordant (laughs) and it's produced really 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 well but not an ounce of fuckery in sight so i was Mm. like absolutely yeah just kept coming back to it it was because i leave all of my favorite ones in a playlist and like put it on shuffle and just sort of go through that every it's just always on basically and Mm. this came on i was like oh who's that that's right avashes that's fucking great yeah Yeah. (laughs) every time (laughs) every single time like yeah so definitely this album is fantastic they've got a few like previous albums that I did go and back and check out, but this one is it's I don't know if it's if I would say it's their best, mm. but it's certainly up there and I have enjoyed their previous stuff as well. Mm. So uh yeah, no, definitely check them out. Especially collisions from last year. Mm. It's very, very, very good stuff. Weirdly, in um our review of that album we mentioned another band that we had found similarities in with Roll Ashes mm. and that that band was Will Haven. Yeah. And then what happened? Will Haven played London with support from Robashies. <laughs> <laughs> putting it out there. I think when we put things like that out there, they happen. You know, we are rewarded as people for them, mm. which is once again why I want to stress about my nine-inch dick. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. 
and I want to be rewarded with it. That's all right. Oh, Turn that out in the um, Oui, oui, garçon. Like, literally, like, <laughs> give me a garlic baguette. Dip. I don't know where we're going with that. Um, but yeah, like, there's, like, we're just talking about, like, I want to try and get Without Waves into my top 10. And that was, like, without even remembering that we'll even have an album coming out this year. Mm. <gasps> Allegedly. So if we could just stop the music train just for a wee while so we can bask in the glory of the albums we love not gonna happen Duncan no, not no, gonna happen no no Dave sorry no. Duncan the universe is not on your side no <laughs> no I'll just have to sit here with my nine inch deck <laughs> is it called nail is it called what nail nail <laughs> nine inch nail <laughs> You guys think you're very, very funny, but you're just yeah, being offensive man. right now. <laughs> being offensive. Neil, Trent Nine Reznor. Inch Neil, did you say? <laughs> Nine Inch <laughs> Neil. <laughs> Nine Inch <laughs> Neil. <laughs> That's the tribute band. <laughs> With Big Neil Razor, the front man. I'm Neil Razor. No, the front man has to be Nine Inch Neil. Come on, Jimmy. Jimmy Nail. <laughs> crocodile shoes. Crocodile shoes. <laughs> I'll come time as a flat circle. <laughs> like a pizza. Um, or a pizza bagel. Let's do this. Okay. Um, oh, amazing. Nine Inch Neil. That needs to be a thing. Nine Inch Neil. Nine Inch Neil needs to be a support band. Someone like create a tribute, that band. Tribute, tribute band. Needs to and his name needs to be Neil Razor. Well, listen, if we need to do it, we'll do it. All right. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll play drums in Nine Inch Neil. I will do it. <laughs> Best version of perfect drug ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, number seven. Number, number seven. There we go. Number seven. Number seven. Okay. Uh, my number seven comes from a wee band from a place called, you might have heard it, Norway. Where the uh, fuck is that? <laughs> Isn't yeah. that the capital of Sweden? I think it's in France, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It's home of the garlic baguette. <laughs> Just uh, <laughs> pretty sure it is. Um, that's right. We are heading to into Kyle's territory for this one. I was waiting to see where this was going to place for you. Oh, really? Because I was looking forward to laugh at the name of the band again. Because <laughs> I am honestly five years old when it comes to this sort yes. of shit. Yeah. So... Um, another one this is another album that is completely flying under the radar Um, and I think real fucking good as well real fucking good I think partly because they released it on Bandcamp but it didn't go on any digital streaming platforms Mm. so it maybe hasn't had the exposure that you know would expect Um, it was released on May 6th on Maskina Recordings it is an album called Swing Metal by Big Muff 68 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Drink my most everywhere. Norwegian band. Yeah, right. Big muff. Big muff. Uh, big yeah, big muff, muff sixty. Sixty eight. Um, <laughs> can't I, be sixty nine, obviously. No, no. That's, it's two on the clitoris. So, um, what kind of that? It's two. Yeah, it's two on the the garlic baguette. That. Um, yeah. I I kind of. I kind of love, love these guys. You, you I like, really you do. Love, you love this. And I, I think that was obvious in my review of this album. Um, the, if you've not heard of them, they're, they're a band made up of other bands. So um, another mainly Norwegian band. So Incense, uh, Shining, 
uh, Beaten to Death, Circus Maximus, uh, members from all those bands. They put together one of the most eclectic metal albums yeah, of a band, 2022. A band, a, a band which is a, essentially a super group of all those members, which is, in recent times anyway, a super group that doesn't sound like any of the bands that like nope. literally no. could not sound like you know we were like we spoke about it before like we're like like or I'm off doing my side band and then you hear it and it sounds just like the band that we're in and you're like yeah. what was the fucking point? <laughs> yeah. Like that is not the case with with the big muff. No, like, no, definitely not. Um, true to their sound. They do, well, they I mean it's titled swing metal, yeah. but don't be put off by that. Don't be like oh swing metal. Hmm. Um, it's not necessarily a swing metal album. Um, although it's swing in there. It touches on the genre. It does touch on the genre for sure. Um, but mainly this is like a mix of metals, uh, groove metal, blues, progressive metal, Americana, yep. Yep. like gospel in there, um, mm. swing as we mentioned. Um, loads of different styles in here. A bit of rock in there as well. Um, but it, it doesn't sound like they've just chucked all these styles at the wall at least to kind of see what sticks not a gimmick no it's not it, it works unbelievably well um, for an album that contains so many styles it's actually very cohesive and it flows brilliantly um, it, I mean it, it doesn't sound like any other bands if I had to say like does it sound like any of them there's a little hint of incense in there in the, the more progressive moments um, but it has more of a kind of like that kind of like Trapalium, New Orleans kind of streak to it. Um, it's got that kind of freak kitchen type kind of quirky groove to it as well. Um, it's musically very well done. Um, but I mean, as we said, they all come from other kind of big name bands, so you'd maybe expect that. Uh, vocally for me, and I mentioned this on the review at a great length, is where I oh, think I'll keep this short. It's next, but no, I wasn't. I wasn't like feigning lethargy from like <laughs> like a nam like flashback to your twenty five minute diatribe about the vocal stylings of the singer. Um, it was more about like it really is next level. Yeah, um, musically it's very very interesting album to listen to, but vocally I think it's where it kind of excels. Um, the vocals are done by a guy called Tommy Helm, um, who has just an awesome voice and and in all kind of ranges and places that it goes it's it's got a very kind of raspy tone in the, the heavier parts but he can also fire out melody like it's nothing at all um just a very kind of versatile vocalist um and if you've heard him in bands like beaten to death or incense you'll know what i mean um although this sounds kind of different to those bands um just i this is another kind of feel good one for me all my albums apart from off and punisher are kind of like kind of feel good so far um it's very playful um even even in the kind of like slower, kind of more reined in moments, um, totally hooked into this album. Um, I, I'm a bit of a sucker for you know albums with a, a good feel and a good groove, and this is absolutely packed with it. Um, luckily, we got it like as a download when we reviewed it, so I have it on my phone, and my laptop still. Um, and hopefully, we see a release of it on like the other kind of digital streaming platforms as uh, as the year goes on, so other people can can listen to it and hopefully love it. But um, yeah, I just fucking love this album uh, Big Muff 68 and Swing Metal um, it sounds comical but um, and there, there is That's a kind the, of we spoke about that, it, but that might be the thing that like even you, we said Swing Metal might be the thing that puts people off Big Muff puts <laughs> people off like yeah. and, and like we really shouldn't it's one of those things that once you get past it yeah yeah, it really is. It's a fucking great album. Yeah. And in a time period that we're in, while we're recording this today, the news broke that Twelve Foot Ninja are now yeah. 
kaput. Mm. We need bands like this that yeah. are, you know, that, that splice genres effortlessly together mm. and craft really interesting music. And they are, to me, like a worthy successor to that band um, yeah. in terms of people that just like, like really interesting, really well written, um, yeah. stylistically interesting and diverse music. I think it's, I think it's a great album, Dave. For sure. So that's my number seven, Big Muff 68, Swing Metal. Duncan, what you got at seven? Uh, number seven was an album we did not even anticipate release this year. Oh. We like knew it. nothing about it until oh. about two months ago, and then a single dropped, and it opened my heart to it. <laughs> um, I was like, this sounds fucking amazing. Mm. I want the album, and then all of a sudden there was an album announced, and I was like, Right, let's keep this going. Uh, I want it out soon. And then like there was a release date put out and it was soon. Uh-huh. Um, and the album came out and it is long. It's okay. so worth it. Uh, this is Caven with Heavy Pendulum uh, on Relapse Records. Caven, nice. a band who have overcome a bit of adversity mm. um, and come back with maybe arguably their best album. Mm. Um, I think it is front to back fucking awesome like this is the the exist whilst not sounding the same as they exist in the same world as bands like baroness and bands like mastodon mm. and i listen to heavy pendulum and i think it's better than anything baroness or mastodon have put out in the best part of five years um i think it is genuinely that good it's rocked with you know at its core it has a lot of existential sort of questions about life and death and existence the burdens within but also has a streak of humor that Kevin always kind of had a kind of quirkiness that they deliver not only in their music videos but just the way they cheekily craft their songs yeah. it is incredibly diverse at times bone crushingly heavy um, with that sludgy sound that they have and then also very happy to explore kind of those cosmic vibes that have always been there but I, I think very much like how Mastodon themselves moved more that way after you know the events that hospitalized the guitarist and um, i think they've done the same i think that kind of i think that time after losing their bassist has kind of forced them to recontextualize their their meaning their purpose mm. yeah um and they've come out with it it is produced fucking incredibly yep. the songs are at times long but never feel long um, and they always know, Kevin's great ability is always to know when the riff is about to overstate its welcome and switch. And as an album full of that, mm. um, yeah, it's, it's a fucking awesome album. Like, just genuinely awesome. And we had, we didn't get it. <laughs> We've joked about this. Let's do it again. Um, we got a stream of the album two days after its official release, hence why we didn't do a video on it, because why would we? Um... <laughs> But I know we were all very much looking forward to it coming in. And yeah, it was one of those ones that when we finally did, you know, when it finally did arrive mm. on the day of its release, um, and I, like, I checked it out at like three in the morning or whatever it was and put it on. And, you know, it's about an hour and 10 minutes long yeah. and it finished. And I was just like, oh man, if it wasn't so late, I'd play it again. And, you know, just like that way where I just wanted to go back through it again fucking incredible album like really 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 good um glad to see these guys are continuing on and arguably now just hitting their peak mm-hmm. just hitting their stride now yeah. <laughs> which is fucking scary yeah. when you think about how long they've been on the go um yeah 
cave in, heavy pendulum on relapse records, my number seven. Nice. Kyle, number seven. What you got? Number seven. Number seven. I'm bringing a Brad Boatwright special. Our friend in the mastering <gasps> seat, Mr. Brad, Mr. Boatwright. We love you, Brad. We do. He's he doesn't a great watch dude. these. No, he probably does. <laughs> he doesn't watch them, but not because he doesn't want to watch them, Kyle. Because he's like recording, mixing, and mastering three different albums at once. So <laughs> All the time. Son of a bitches. Yeah. He's got it in the background. He just, you know, it's just background knowledge. Is like yeah. every time we say his name, he's like, ah, okay, back to. He's, he's, <laughs> he's critiquing Dave's mixing. <laughs> Oh, yeah, much in there. mids in the voice there please <laughs> uh, this one is uh, released on June 15th so not mm. out for so long but crept way up into my list very quickly one of those albums that is just sludgy and awesome and natural all the things you never brawl. used to like until we brought no. you back into the fold yeah, exactly all those things you taught me to love <laughs> <laughs> But it's uh, Into Oblivion by Cadaver March. Oh, Ooh, it's a good album, yeah. dude. It's a nice. great album. Yes. It's been, it's been on repeat so many times. Just every time I'm like, because the shuffle comes on, I'm like, ah, I just got to listen to the whole album now. <laughs> <laughs> I could stand up and press skip, but nah. I'm not going <laughs> to. No. Please don't leave this band. Just keep on going. <laughs> great. Everything I love about music right now. Just. And they've got like two other albums as well, which is fantastic. So really, really good shit. Just really got into them super quickly and just they just suck their hooks into me and they were stuck. That was it. That was a, was that a Jakob album? Did he, was he not involved in that one? Uh, was. Yeah, it was actually. Yeah. Was. Mm, was yeah. Mr. Dead Rat. Jakob. Please don't put us in a headlock. No. <laughs> Literally, it was just at a wedding. Was at a wedding at the weekend there where um, uh, a potential Scottish MMA contender <laughs> for a belt was there. Hmm. And it looks like he could break you in half. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, the nicest guy on the planet. But like, yeah. anytime he looked at him, I was like, that. Is he pissed off with me? <laughs> Did I do something wrong? Is he, is he going to snap my arm? I need this arm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you realise until you see them in person. Like, because when you see them in the ring with, like, he's. I think he's a light heavyweight, isn't he? He's light heavyweight. Yeah. yeah. And he looks like when he's up in the ring with someone else, they look like big guys. But when you see them just up against normal people, you're like, he's. Oh, he's. Fuck. A, I think he's about. He's. He's about six one. I think right. he's a bit taller than me, hmm. but he's fighting what end of the month. Mm. And you can tell that he's he's in this. He, he looked like someone had fucking taken some marble and chiseled him out of it. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I don't want to be the person to tell him to do anything that he doesn't want to do. Yeah. Like that's not your seat. <laughs> You've just used my fork. You know all the things that happened that wedding. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Be smart. She's your wife now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Here she is. <laughs> Have her. Um, yeah, absolutely <laughs> terrifying. Um, nice. Anyway, anyway, Cadaver March. Nice. Oh, dude, that album is so fucking good. Oh, it's so Such good. A good album. Every time I listen to it, I just find something new to love about it. There's some mm. riff or some like groove, and I'm just like, oh, bring it on, come on. Repeat, repeat, repeat. <laughs> it's, been, it's been on my headset so much. Yeah. Just love it, yeah. Can't get enough of it. Nice. Now, one More albums from Cadaver March, please. We're swinging it at number six, and thus far on the back five, not one album has come up twice. I know. 
I said that. I called it before. Fucking Babe Ruth did before we even started this when I was like that. I bet you. Because we've been all over the place this year. Yeah. And our top fives are going to be exactly the same. Exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. Because that is how we roll. They I gave us our top five, five that albums. we had to have. And then we got <laughs> told us to play around with the back five. Yeah. yeah. So top it's, it's Dave's top five just repeated three times. <laughs> <laughs> also want to say, like, my new favourite thing is when I mention something and then, like, Dave actually does it, like, when he added to the inclusion of a banana to Kyle's rating. Why <laughs> <laughs> not? I love yeah. it. I love that. And a banana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, gentlemen. Uh, number six. We're almost halfway. Um, last one of this video Dave or segment depending yes. on where you're listening to this yes um, sneaky reminder I like it thank <laughs> <laughs> you uh, number six um, is and hold on to your jaws here gentlemen that's right hold on to your butts hold on this is the only death metal album in my list what the fuck and number six I know. one more death metal album than I've got Dave <laughs> Not surprised, but that number. <laughs> um, but what a fucking album it is. What a fucking album it is. Released on June 10th via Unique Leader Records. It is the Swedish technical death metal band Surreption. Uh, I did yeah. expect an appearance for you. Yeah, yeah the new album, <laughs> Yord. Um, or, as I have been calling them, Surrection, because that's what they do to me. <laughs> Can't see it right now, but. French and that's baguette. not to be mistaken with insurrection, of which there are court hearings right now in America. <laughs> Don't storm the Capitol. That's what we're just saying. Don't do it. Uh, this is uh, just Dave storming Edinburgh like they're fucking great, right? Yeah, fucking garlic bread. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we always pick something that we shouldn't, and just that becomes just, the end joke for this episode. Yeah, we just got to run with it for the whole show now. The whole episode <laughs> with it. Falls um, apart from all the jiggling and all you're left is with one wee segment. <laughs> ah, hard end, but that I love that no one else. Loves I love that it. as well, Doug. I love that as well. There is a reason that I was best man at your wedding and you were best man at mine, Dave's. When when I'm making a garlic bread and when yep. we're cutting into slices, my wife always says you're taking the end bits, and I'll be like, I fucking love the end bits. I'll <laughs> See, always take I, the end I bits. Love, I love. I love. This is the thing, Dave. Like this is how we differ as people. You are like, yeah, well, this is obvious, like me. I make it sound like a hardship, so uh-huh. I get, get the good sex that night. <laughs> trade, trade the ends of garlic breads for sex. <laughs> How they do it in prison, they do it in the McLeish household. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. A hell of a trade, I've got to learn that. Yeah. What, uh, what about the outsider on the loaf of bread? Always. Oh yes, my man. Always. Yes. What people don't understand is there's more in that bit. Fucking awesome. There's more. It's the thickest slice of the bread. It is. Yeah. It's also the biggest bit of the garlic bread. I yeah. mean, I mean, some like mobs take up in the middle. Idiots, Dave. Fucking idiots. Fucking idiots. <laughs> idiots. <laughs> Eating the fucking idiots. middle of the loaf. Fuck you. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to start using that as like an album descriptor, okay. like, as, a, as a grade where I don't like album, something, it? when it's just like you know, like it's a standard bog me- like kind of bog death metal album. This is a middle of the wolf album, isn't it? Really, it's barely any garlic in it. <laughs> uh, 
there won't be any Middle of the Loaf albums on our top ten list. There is not. No. There is not. No. This is this no. is the end of the garlic bread. This album right here. <laughs> um, it'd been four years since their last release, Monument of the End, uh, but it was one hundred percent worth the wait. Um, this is just for me. This is the perfect example of not only how to do modern technical death metal, but to push the boundaries and push your push your band to the next level. Um, they lost their guitarist right before making this album in 2021. They don't need a guitarist, Dave. Fuck him. Guitarist. <laughs> nah. Um, <laughs> so the fact that they've come back with an album like this, like, you know, with a band that's had to readjust members and writing styles, is pretty fucking amazing. Like, mm. there's, a, there's, there's a handful of guests on it um, contributing different solos and stuff, but um, I think the main guy was a guy called Ian Way who, who plays for Thanopraxia. I think he, they brought him in for a lot of the kind of guitar stuff. Um, he's also the live guitarist as well, but also the Latin name for a garlic bread. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and they slot that in the conversation with you know my more uh, cerebral friends. You know, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> according to Wikipedia, which is never wrong. Okay, so. good to know. Good to know. Um, this is just yeah, technically sublime, um, but without being like a huge like wank fest of guitar runs and like. The technicality doesn't become overbearing. Um, I think they balance it really well. Um, a lot of really cool grooves on this. Some nice kind of melodic slower passages to let the album breathe. Um, but they also load it with some just colossally heavy parts. Um, there were a few death metal albums that I enjoyed this year that you know were, were impossible contention for this list. But this was the one that that, that holds my attention the most. Um, and to me, it felt like confidently consistent from front to back. Um, it doesn't have a weak moment on it for me. Um, it's a very clinical album in the production as well. It's mixed and mastered by Buster Oldholm of Jarta and Humanity's Last Breath. Um, but I think that that like clean, kind of immaculate sound just accentuates the, the mm-hmm. technical elements of the album yeah. perfectly, in my opinion. Um, just a killer album from from start to finish. Uh, so, man number six, Surreption and Yord. Duncan, what you got? Number six. Number six, number six, number six. I have only had you the briefest time. Oh, but oh, how you've captured my heart. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, this is another one that I genuinely expect will be top five by the end of the year. Oh, I shit you not. Um, where do we begin with this one? Where uh, begin? Well, it started with not a kiss, Dave, but it started with a reaction video where i sat down all comfy in my chair getting all comfy i was like Mm -hmm. oh let's do this and we're all sitting there and then big davy hit the play Mm -hmm. and i thought i knew what i was getting because i had heard the man before right listen to her stuff a while ago Mm -hmm. and it was extreme (laughs) okay and Mm -hmm. uh, you told us some factoids didn't make sense uh, including (laughs) a covers album which didn't sound like anything they would do. Oh. And I listened to it and I was oh. like, holy shit, that influence is definitely in here. Now to find out that because it's a closing song on the album, will this be a, we're just doing it because it's a closing song or mm. will it be all the way through? And I'm glad to say that Mantar's Ooh. Pain Is Forever and This Is The End <laughs> through Metal Blade Records is legit fucking amazing. Why are you laughing? I thought you said Penis Forever there. I'm just like what? Penis forever. 
And this is the end. That's me pointing to the tip. <laughs> or the base of the shaft. I think, you know, it's either the root or the tip. It's one of the two. Penis forever. I, you know the thing is, I think Mantar would appreciate that. Probably would. Probably yeah. would, yeah. Um, even though, from what you were telling me, this album about terminate them. Like, genuinely. Yes. It sounds like they had the most fucking miserable time writing this album. Hmm. Um, this album is jaw-droppingly fucking good. Like, jaw-droppingly good. As in, like, it, any other year, this could be a number one for me. Like, hmm. that—that that is how much the first, like, listen just, like, totally floored me. And I went back to it and back to it. Um, its position would probably be higher had I had more time with it, to be honest. And um, we're only, what, about three weeks removed from us getting it in. Hmm. Not enough time, in my opinion, to really formulate, ah, well, this is album of the year or like in the yeah. top three or whatnot. But, you know, I'll be interested to see at the end of the year where it does place. Mm-hmm. Uh, musically, incredible. I think this retains all the ferocity of previous Mantar releases, but the song composition, the melody, that's right, melody. Um, and I say, when I say melody, mm. what I mean is, the sorest sounding melody ever yeah. you know, a way if you'd scrape your knee and someone put vinegar on it that sort of melody <laughs> you're like ah! you know that's sort of like that's the melody when you're hitting tones throughout it um, interestingly enough as a band they had done um, a covers album that I wasn't aware of which was like of bands that really kind of formulated their sound like mm. got them into playing music uh, the same way that you know, like when you listen to like Weezer, Weezer site like Nirvana is one of the biggest influences, and yet I hear not a note of Nirvana <laughs> in anything that band's doing, um, and that continues through the four EPs we're getting from them this year. Yeah. Thanks, Weezer. Um, so you know, like, you don't hear certain things where bands like cite like a primary influence, and I'm assuming it's because you know, it's like a, as a guitar songwriter, he saw Kurt Cobain playing guitar and writing songs and being like I could do that um, <laughs> but like they the, did the, a grunge cover album so like you, like once again you do grunge songs I just expected Mantar interpretations of them mm-hmm. and it is to an extent but like it seems like it's not just a it's not a gimmick it's a vibe and it's through this album it's utilised very well but it's the thickness of the sound that in previous times would be used to an unpleasant factor that seems to be smoothed out a little bit and that word smooth might put people off but I, I really can't stress how fucking heavy this album is uh, vocally he's the best he's ever sounded like just he, like every time he hits a note my throat and mouth go dry <laughs> he's still like <gasps> like sucking on a lemon you're like um, it's just like it's just so sore sounding mm. but it works so well with it Um they, they have like organ sounds in the background the eyebrows raised when I said that um, <laughs> and they're utilised so well they're just a very 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 good songwriting and composition on this one and I know that was one of the things he said they kind of really struggled with was that kind of immersion in that and it's something they spent more time doing that they hadn't done on other releases which kind of makes me think once again that Mantar might just be at the start of something fucking great mm. um, I think this is their best album I think it's absolutely jaw-droppingly amazing I think the songs are phenomenal um, it starts and finishes super strong and all the stuff in the, the middle is really interesting like really really interesting really really heavy and it's playing with lots of different styles um, yeah I gave it a 5 
by this point when this drops about a week ago. Um, and yeah, I don't regret any one second of anything I've said, and I will likely gush about it more at the end of the year. <laughs> it's a fucking great album. I'd like, honestly, just like two people yeah. just like blowing my mind constantly. I can't believe I, they're a duo. Yeah. I can't just believe so, I missed the review because I was going to give it a five as well. It's fucking incredible. Just like so fucking good. Yeah. It's one of those ones that I am convinced there are certain albums that, because there's been a press now there of Dave coming in with a review and by the end of the year not saying the words. Duncan was right. Um, <laughs> but kind of saying, you know, I've listened to it more or I've come round to, you know, which is his way of saying Duncan was right because I call him out on, on, on the reviews this is one of the ones I, I expect this one to if it isn't already scoring higher for you mm. it will score higher by the end of the year for you Dave <laughs> and the only way you won't let that happen is if you compromise your ethics and do it through spite <laughs> which I will <laughs> in a heartbeat Duncan uh, so yeah my number six closing out this back half was Mantar Pain is forever and this is the end via metal blade <laughs> records love it nice uh, good choice good choice kyle Hello. what is your number six i'm back my number six <laughs> i'm just sticking with his voice yes we've <clears throat> <laughs> got a job to do fast and furious isn't it we've got a job to do so literally how in fact i think he's maybe lower yeah, maybe. Could be. I think Could Vin be. Diesel now is just the sound of a broken subwoofer. <laughs> An exhaust. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's emulating the car. In the next movie, he will be the car. <laughs> Steal this Vin Diesel to create a bank robbery. <laughs> I'm a human. What are you doing? Oh, you know. <laughs> Feed me Diesel. <laughs> my surname um, <laughs> there we go oh I don't okay. remember what my band was now let's just move on to five shows <laughs> <That's a> tangent <laughs> uh. <laughs> alright released on June 3rd this year uh, it's uh, Post Metal Sludge Doom Post Metal Sludge Doom yeah Lots of lots of band members, at least four. <laughs> okay. Really dragging this out. Yeah. Average, okay. Album, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Album is called Crushed by Magnetar. Oh, yes, we love yeah. our Magnetar. That was nice. one album that threw me for a loop. Like, how many songs did it have? Twelve? And it was like... Not one every of them song like... threw me for a loop. <laughs> it's not twelve. It's it's enough. But it was like every song's like he's doing what now? He's doing what now? What the fuck? Starts off like kind of heavy, then goes super clean, yeah. then industrial, then really heavy. And I'm yeah. like, I fucking love this, and I can't get enough of it. I just every time I listen to it, like, how the fuck do you put these songs together that are so different and make them work so well? Mm. Just don't get it. Do not understand. And I've listened to it a hundred million times. I've counted on <laughs> <laughs> on what last FM. I still don't get it. It's just so yeah. good. Like all the tones work together, the clean, the heavy, the industrial, all of it just works as one unit, even though it's so 
disparate sometimes. It's just unbelievable. Like, still well, we, said, we said on that yeah. one, like, if you yeah. listen to the first song, you fully expect, you know, yeah. the album is going to sound like a mini about turn. Mm. Yeah. They do the whole, they do the whole, like, if you keep doing, if you keep misbehaving back there, I will turn this car around. <laughs> the thing is, they keep like, doing a 180, someone's like, you no, never you end up then, in the same direction again. It's honestly, it's, um, <laughs> and they are a band that, from our review, created a fake t-shirt which she posted back to us, which is just my face, mm. smiley, saying, Mantar gets dudes hard. <laughs> <laughs> which apparently I think I said on the review. <laughs> Talk about my dick a lot in reviews, to be honest with you. It's a good barometer of how happy I am. <laughs> like, it's a good gauge, you know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah, I love that album. Oh, I love it, yeah. Can't get enough. Nice. Although, also, Mantar sounds like jism. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it really does, you know what I mean? Uh, okay, so awkward segue away. That is us um, reached the halfway point, gentlemen, <clears throat> and we have not mentioned a single album twice out of fifteen albums. Yeah, I know of at least two that I have that you have. Oh, so, do you now? You looking yeah. at my list, Duncan? No? Um, no, Dave. I I just I just suspect you hacked my I laptop, was, have you? Yes, I hacked your laptop, <laughs> and all that bestiality porn needs to be. You need to clean that shit, okay, before you allow yourself to be hacked. Okay. I did Please not let know the next you words out of your mouth, Dave. Be it's not mine. I swear. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know you could do that to a gopher. That's all I'm saying. Oh, the <laughs> gopher not, one's good though, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good is a subjective it. term, much like when we talk about bands. Um, true, true. Yeah, there we go. Uh, so, um, that is what <laughs> they go for is the Rasmus of fucking bestiality porn. <laughs> like, it's always one person that really likes it and everyone else can't understand why. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, do we do a recap halfway or we wait to the end? Yeah, let's do a recap. Let's I do a recap. Okay, let's we do can it. do like a full recap at the end, but at least that way, if anyone has skipped through all our shite, <laughs> they know exactly what it is by <laughs> the end. Okay, uh, let's do a recap 10 to 6. So my uh, number 10 was Author and Punisher and Crueler. Number 9 was Beyond the Sticks and Sentence. Number 8 was Cancer Bats, Psychic Jailbreak. Number 7 was Big Muff 68 and Swing Metal. <laughs> And number six was Surreption and Yord. Duncan? I mean, it's deliberate. <laughs> uh, number ten for me was Cult of Luna with The Long Road North. Number nine, Blood Command with Praise Armageddonism. Number eight, Without Waves and Comedian. Seven, Caven with Heavy Pendulum. And six, Mantar with Penis is Forever and This is the End. <laughs> Check out my tip. This is the end. (laughs) 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 All right. My number 10 was Meshuggah with Immutable. Uh, Number nine, Septic Flesh, Modern Primitive. Number eight, Row of Ashes, Bleaching Heat. Great album name. I really like that one. Uh, Number seven, Cadaver March, Into Oblivion. And number six was Magnetar, Crushed. Nice. Awesome. Uh, Good list so far, gentlemen. Um, That is part one done it's in the books um join us on part two 
we get into the top fives. Yeah. Unless you're on the podcast, which is happening straight away. But <laughs> right on the videos, you'll just have to wait because you like seeing our faces while we talk. Yeah. Coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Pull up a chair, pull up a chair. Welcome back to our top 10 (laughs) albums of 2022 so far. Um, We have uh, finished our 10 down to 6 and we're now about to do 5 down to 1. Yeah, so I'm assuming you do a link in the... If you're checking us out through the YouTubes, you'll do some link to get them back to that previous video. Link below to the previous video. Previous video. (laughs) But um, we're now on the top fives, gents. This is where shit gets serious. Top fives. Ooh. That's right. Um, So far, we haven't crossed over or even mentioned the same album twice. Yep, no twin dongs up in this bitch. Uh, uh, Uh-uh-uh. Hell no. Um, but is that going to remain? No. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing how we're scored al- albums this year, I imagine our top fives there is going to be crossover. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. Unless no. unless we're all just throwing caution to the wind here and saying <laughs> fuck what we said this year. <laughs> I'm my own man. <laughs> Keep telling yourself that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay let's get into this uh, and start off with our number five so uh, number five um, this is the the newest entry to my top ten of the year so far we're about to, we're about to twinsy I can already feel it I can we... feel it my nuts Dave <laughs> my nuts just tighten feel it in my plums in my plums <laughs> um we we reviewed this about well we recorded this about a week ago don't yeah we? As, as as well Fuck. oh here we go here's where it starts um the review isn't even online as we speak um it will be very soon though so we can just change our minds then i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah by the end of july when the album comes out um you will be able to see our full review on youtube um this was just it was too good not to have in my top 10 and Duncan messaged earlier today like Dave <laughs> this technically isn't out yet yeah can we put it on our list and I said Duncan this is absolutely going in my fucking list which There's made no me way. happy because that meant I could include Mantar as well which technically isn't out at the point of recording true, so true. I was like you've opened the floodgates now Dave <laughs> Just drop a wee bit Gary in there. It's not till September, but we've got the album, so we're fine. Um, yeah, even though I've, I've not had as much time with this album as I have like the other albums on my list, the quality of this album speaks for itself. Um, comes out on July 29th via Hassle Records. Um, the album is called They Fear Us by Ithaca. Um, a UK metallic hardcore band with a twist. Um, now, if you've heard the previous, <laughs> that. It's not a twi- Wait, that is that how you, 
Alright. You know, that's for the visuals. So you were Salt Bay in this. Alright. I was like, Salt Bay is not, that's a sprinkle, not a twist. Oh, it, was a tw- it was a wee twist. A wee yeah. twi- you know, like a wee twist to something. Oh, I got you, I've got you. Yeah. And now, I do the two hands up. I bet. Yeah. What? Yeah. What's Kyle doing? He's twisting. Okay. I'm doing that's what you call it in Norway. He's got us. <laughs> let's twist again. With the oh. Where are we going? You are showing your age right now. <laughs> now. <laughs> yes, I am 85 years old. Thanks for pointing it out, Dave. Did they do it at the wedding? They must have surely done it at the wedding. What, the twist? That's, a, no. that's one of those tracks. Everyone's up on the dance floor. No one did it. No one. They, they do have a big band though that didn't play either. Oh, for fuck's sake. Played man. modern songs. Okay, it was All very these confusing. modern weddings, man. Yeah, these mod weddings. Where's the classics? Where's the fucking classics? Where, if they don't play Brown Eyed Girl, I'm fucking oh. leaving. <laughs> Brown Eyed Girl, my man. So it's yeah. not that wedding. It's oh. not a fucking wedding. You, the Mustang Sally. Where's the Mustang Sally? <laughs> no, there wasn't any Mustang Sally. What? I, like, I, I'm now convinced it wasn't a wedding at all. It was just somebody <laughs> who's guests for stuff. An elaborate dinner that they made in the back and then served to people. A bag of beer. toasters. Ah, I've got it. Let's go. <laughs> bag of toasters. <laughs> no. Um, sorry. Anyway. We... <laughs> Okay. Your what? idea and my idea of wealth are two different things. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, they're fucking looking at a bag of toasters. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, Ithaca, they fear us. Um, if you've heard their previous album, The Language of Injury, um, then you'll have an idea of that kind of metallic hardcore sound that mm-hmm. they possess. But they fear us. Oh, bit of a different beast, this album. Yeah. Um, it still p- like possesses that same kind of ferocity, but with the mix of a, it's got that kind of like early metalcore meets hardcore. But the changes they made on this album will put this band quite firmly on the map. I believe the album isn't out at the point of this recording, but I believe when this comes out, heads will roll, Duncan. Heads will roll. Uh, <laughs> they have incorporated so much more. <laughs> what? <laughs> They can't listen to the music if they've been decapitated. I'm just saying, heads will roll. That is a good point. That is a good point. Legs will roll, Duncan. Legs will roll. What was I saying? Yeah. Ithaca, they fear us. Why why, why does that guillotine have have two holes? It's a leg guillotine. actually a French thing you know. oh, <laughs> I do like the sure? idea I do like the idea though that the guillotine was Sounds developed to cut garlic bread well, that's, where it comes, that's where they cut the legs off because yeah. the people from the UK didn't understand they were leg guillotine <laughs> ah, for the legs right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the guillotine the most elaborate invention to cut bread <laughs> <laughs> to get a crowd round the basket at the end oh, they get, right I'm with yeah. you now right yeah You've got bread. Um, um, yeah, so they, they have incorporated so many more elements into this album. We've got more progressive elements. We've got moments of shoegaze. We've got post-hardcore. We've got just a sound that has really just taken them to the next level. 
and it's all just seamlessly kind of woven together in a way that makes you want to come back to this time and time again. It is so addictive. Um, the production was handled by our man Lewis Johns, um, and I, I think it has a big part to play in the kind of. He's having a great year, by the oh, way. He's having a fucking fuck phenomenal me. year. Yeah, he has outdone himself once again. It is flawless production. Um, it's only it's only their second album, which what is the just fuck? get out of here. That's not their second no, album. it's their second what? album. Kyle. Oh Jesus, ridiculous Christ. man! Yeah. Um, just the confidence they have on album number two is just fucking unbelievable. Um, I don't want to give away too much because our review is still to drop and we want to... <laughs> I think they might know what the score is. Or they... <laughs> possibly, possibly. But, um... I had to pass up that review, so I'm going to give it a five right here. <laughs> <laughs> um, we go into, into detail on the, the full album review, so check that out when it drops. But this is an album you must check out. Um, Ithaca, They Fear Us, it's my number five. It is a fucking banger of an album. Doug, what's your number five? Uh, twinsies. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is... <laughs> This is like, this is so monumentally good. Mm. Um, like I, I spoke and people will hear when the video drops um, about the confidence in the songwriting and the ability within the band, specifically the vocals. Um, the vocal melody in particular is taking a huge jump up in confidence. She doesn't have the hugest range of, she's not like, it's not like spirit box. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not that, it's not a level of range, but where the frustration sets in for me um, is there are some female fronted bands just now that are doing incredible things vocally that are just being passed over because the spirits, spirit box singer can she can scream mm. and sing and yeah. then I'm listening to Blood Command and I'm like well yeah. <laughs> she's fucking doing yeah. and I'm listening to Ithaca and I'm like well that's what she's doing and the yeah. melodies are fucking incredible and they're crafted really really well I just feel this it's like I don't want to shit all over a band that everyone loves at the moment but it's like that's the new shiny toy as if it's something that bands aren't doing or aren't yeah. doing really fucking well at the moment and I think by focusing all your attention on that what you're doing is you're putting bands like Ithaca who have been on the go longer um, <laughs> you know as a band that are riding the coattails mm-hmm and I, I think it's that that's a, a false presumption to take on this. This is a band who are evolving in the best possible way. The songwriting is absolutely incredible. Vocals are just like, so good. <laughs> so good. Like every time I was like that, right? I know like the last chorus you're going to hit the higher note, and she doesn't do it. She doesn't mm. do it. She sticks to her guns and nails perfectly what she can do just i mean it's is a joy to listen to and it's got weight and depth and it's heavy and it's beautiful and it's fucking awesome and yeah i like i can't wait for everyone to fall in love with this album as much as i have and my number five like dave is ithaca they fear us on hassle records joining the label mates blood command that's a tour i want to see imagine oh 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 dave oh put that together let That's someone it. do that. Let's make a ham. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> Kyle, number five. Five? I can't believe that's a second album. Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. oh, yeah. so good. So good. Yeah. It's can a we park redo the review album. so I can gush about it a bit? <laughs> I mean, this is a park life album. Fucking nuts. Are you, Dave's looking confused. They're like, confidence is a part life. That's right. Yeah. Confidence. Confident album. Part life album. All the people. 
So many people will be buying the Ithaca album when it drops Before end of the month after listening to our review on Metal Epidemic. You're welcome. Hand in hand. Hand in hand through their part life. Anyway, right, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What to say about this one? This one came out in February. Ooh. February 11th. Ooh. With elements of black metal. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Melodic death metal. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Soul um, and gospel. Soul, oh. Oh. Everybody here knows what it is already. It's a self-titled album by Zealanada. Yeah. And I keep coming back to it. I love it. It's so just good. got it's so like I don't know what the word is. Eclectic, I suppose. It's mm-hmm. just That's the word. That's that a good word. Exactly you used it right. You used it right, Kale. <laughs> oh my god, the guy from Norway used an English word correctly. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it's a good album. <laughs> no, I love the way it goes like light and shade. Come on, we've got to use uh, it again. Yeah. Take you on a journey. It did. It's all there, isn't oh, it? Oh, nice. But you think it's going to go one way. That's the thing. Like you think it's going to go one way, but it really doesn't. It goes not completely the opposite way, but not one you expect. And it hmm. still catches me off guard, even though I've li- listened to it a hundred thousand times. Yeah. And it's just like, I really love all the different things that go into it, especially when he starts doing the gospel stuff over the black belt. I'm like, what the fuck? So These good. two things should not go together by so the joke. <laughs> so yeah, can't stop listening to it. It's definitely one of the ones on repeat this year for me. So hmm. It's in my 14. Yeah. It's in my 14. I just yeah. didn't make the 10. So um, I, like you, Kyle, I'm... I'm kind of captivated by the dude. Yeah. I think he's like where any accusations of him playing out a gimmick. I think are long gone by this yeah, album. Absolutely. I think what he's done on this album is somehow released the most commercial thing he's ever done, but still maybe the heaviest thing he's ever done. Yeah, like it's it still talks. really heavy. <laughs> um, and I understand like people maybe what's like. It can be a bit generic black metal. Black metal is generic let's yeah, be honest. On. I, yeah. I, I, like, that's not the... It's the song composition of what he does that I think elevates it. Mm. Also happens to just be a very talented <laughs> guy just in general with production, so he knows all the tricks. Yep. Um, yeah. But very much like yourself, I've, like, I've spun it... I still spin it to death. Um, yeah. it's, it's a great fucking album. Yeah. I totally agree. It's absolutely fantastic. A show. Oh, show. Okay. No one's talked about it yet. Well, that's just why, because it was in my number four. It was in my top fourteen. 14. And Dave didn't like it as much as us, which means he definitely went on his ten. Not my ten. Good album. Not my ten. Get out. <laughs> my number four, however, <laughs> is in my ten. And <laughs> you know numbers well. <laughs> yeah, Scottish guy knows yep. numbers well. Uh, uh, <laughs> What we're famed for, mathematicians. Uh, Us and the Chinese. (laughs) (laughs) Mathematicians. In fairness, I have to take that the world uses just now. Not that I want to be that guy that's had a few drinks and all that. We invented the fucking world. But we did. Most of the modern (laughs) tech started in Scotland. Thank me by sucking my dick, world. (laughs) Okay. Oh man! Wow! Yeah, flashlight invented by an American, though. Who would have, who would have guessed? <laughs> I'm too lazy to get a girlfriend, so I will invent something that can suck my dick for me. <laughs> I bet his name was Neil. <laughs> Nine inch Neil. Nine inch Neil. Um, number four. 
if, if you had said to me, if I had said to you, or Kyle, I'd said my, to me, <laughs> my me, this next album wouldn't be in my top three at this oh. point in the year. I'd have said, liar. You're a <laughs> fucking much. liar. He's strong. He's strong wording us right now. I don't like it. He's getting aggressive. When we, when we, no one said this. the words. No one said the words. <laughs> I can he's, see it in your eyes. He's, he's like, listen. He's doing his side of a fake. Like you're not know, when you're in the shower and you like come up with the best one liner or something that someone said to you like wait a minute ago. You're like, I should have fucking said that. Yeah. Um, that's what he's doing right now. He's playing that a ho- his whole side of his argument uh-huh. for a conversation that never happened. Kel, exactly. he never said that. Never we said re- <laughs> we reviewed this album. And we gave it all the praise and all the future accolades it's going to get. Um, I thought this this would be top three for sure. Like I, I thought, yeah, this no is easy. Going now. <laughs> easy. The fact that it's just sitting out with my top three is kind of insane. But here we are, me talking to myself in the third person. Uh, <laughs> um, my number three was released on July 1st via... Nuclear Blast Records. Oh, oh, and oh. It was the band's second, another one, second full-length album, <laughs> which was highly anticipated by many. It was Pathos by Conjurer. We are twinsying up again. And Holy I am not, shit! I am not happy <laughs> right now. Like, Operation Send Me My... Send Me Thy, thy List and Read From The Notes is... Uh, is um, What's happening? Yeah, I don't, I don't like anything that's happening right now. So. <sighs> this feels so good. If you have heard the band's debut album, Meyer, then you'll have a rough idea of what to expect. Um, but at the same time, you've got fucking no idea what to expect on Pathos. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you have You're you've fucking got, fire, boy, <laughs> You've got a bit of an idea. Um, still within that kind of like filthy, sludge-soaked kind of post-metal with a bit of a hardcore streak. Um, just like, like Conjurer just have leveled up on yeah. album number two like this album is twisted it's contorted it's, it's bleak um, it's, it's got twists in it it's, it's, it'll slam you into a brick wall it's just oh so fucking unbelievably heavy but it's also an album saturated in contrast Yeah, it toes the line perfectly between those like really like monolithic discordant grooves but are counterbalanced against these like huge sprawling uplifting layers of melody uh, both musically and vocally um, and I mentioned it on a review um, which you can check out by the way it's online youtube.com forward slash metal epidemic um, but I think the key to this album's greatness is is the songwriting on Pathos the, the, the structure and the foundations of this album are just unbelievably solid that they then kind of build on with layers of texture and atmosphere. And it just, it's an album that hits constantly with this kind of huge impact. You can feel the intensity in every chord, every drum hit, every vocal line, and nothing feels like off the cuff here either, like like they're just kind of winging it. It all feels well-constructed mm-hmm. and everything feels like it's there for a reason. But it's weird at the same time, it doesn't feel like too regimented either. You know, the, the whole thing comes off very organic. Um, there's a, the organic word as well. We use that a lot. We are like, um, it's the, the almanac. Again, um, we should, like, just do metal epidemic bingo. That's yeah. <laughs> um, the end of your game for us. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's an album that just kind of gets deeper and deeper in your head on every listen. And I've rinsed it so many times now. 
and even that it's like like 50 odd minutes in length it doesn't feel a long album no, no. at all it just flies in um and i think that's why i've kind of gone back to it so much just the, the ease of the album and just just kind of put it on and before you know it you're at the end of it and want to play it again um, I thoroughly enjoyed this, and I really enjoyed Meyer, but I feel like they have just kind of taken it to that next level on this album. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Conjurer Pathos, number four. Duncan, what's your number four? Conjurer and Pathos by uh, <laughs> Nicolas Blast. Fuck my hairy ring. Uh, <laughs> what are we doing here? Um, yeah, this is... I could imagine less intelligent people um being surprised that this made my top five because oh, no. in general musically it involves some of the elements that i enjoy but not necessarily i'm like you know like top tier hmm. albums for me um conjure to me are a, a a band that have risen to the occasion bigger label bigger release yeah clearly more time spent crafting the songs and the outcome of that is that given time, the right label and the right right producer behind them, these guys are fucking incredible. Yeah. Uh, I think that's like that. The, the biggest shift for me was just the horrible word to use when talking about metal bands, but the maturity in the songwriting it, yeah. it's just colossally different. Um, the injection of melody and the way it's handled is is like borderline genius. And it always comes at the right moment when the aggressive stuff is getting to that tipping point of becoming almost a bit monotonous, or mm. you know, like you a, a level of lethargy that's coming in where you're just like, uh, like, but then it kicks in and it opens up, and they're not afraid to use it. And to be honest, if I could sing like this guy could sing, I would be, I'd be just doing that. I'm not even doing the other shit. His voice is fucking incredible. Um, yeah. Musically, like this is how I like. This is how I know that certain bands are in for keeps. You know what I mean? Like these guys could very, very clearly do much more commercial music with these. Mm -hmm. This would not be a fucking stretch for them, and they would sell more albums, and they would do bigger tours, and all the rest. And the fact that they've created something as abrasive as they have. But at the same time, managed to make it like far more viable to those that maybe weren't aware of Conjurer before. Mm -hmm. um, as a testament to really good songwriting, yeah, you can be heavy as fuck and still have those elements in there. You can be, you know, and, and vice versa. You can be a, a more commercially viable to invite people that are not used to that abrasive sound while still retaining the core heaviness, and mm -hmm. they have it here. There are moments on this that are jaw-droppingly heavy. Like yep. just, like, I think it's the, the track two, raw something. Can't remember. I was going to say raw dog, but that means something <laughs> else. Um, something else. It's on the brain now. Um, where the the riffs towards the end are some of the most discordant, disgusting things I've heard this year. Um, Will Haven was a band that I mentioned in combination with their sound as well, and that they, they have that ability to create a really a, a kind of almost clingy darkness mm. to their sound like it just feels oppressive at times um and that's why that melody that's why that like that contrast like stands out it's needed yeah it's needed and it stands out it is an, a, an amazing effort from a band once again two albums in 
This is the fucking this is Ithaca all over again. The UK scene just now is fucking amazing, right? Yes. Yep. Two UK bands back to back here, second album, monumental shift up. Um, yeah, I'd like I'd, uh, you if you're in the UK just now. Listen, the cliche that I used right at the start of the previous video. Now is the t- is the best time to be a metal fan. You're oh, afforded yeah. so much and conjure an example of of where we can take things. And also a testament to Nuclear Blast who have done, I know I have my favourite record label is represented well this year. Um, like Relapse is, is doing really, really great. But Nuclear Blast mm-hmm. strategically have levelled up bands consistently across the board this year. Um, and whilst maybe not not many of them are on my, my 10, like, trust me, the back 10 has plenty. And uh, Conjurer are the top of the pile. They're, they're really, do not sleep on yeah. this album. This album deserves to be huge. It deserves to elevate the band. They should be out touring. Can't wait to fucking see them. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very excited. Pathos is the name of the album. Conjurer is the band. Apparently me and Dave have twinned up again via Nuclear Blast. It's available now and it's my number four. Nice. Kyle, where are you going with your number four? Surprisingly... It's not Conjure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, someone didn't read their emails. We've done a three, a three-way. <laughs> there have been the very, very <laughs> rare occasion. after the podcast. <laughs> there's been a very, very, very rare occasion where all three of our hosts have been plugged at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it's not common. Mm. Uh, I don't, I don't, I, I'm not aware of us all having on one of these lists an album that's all landed exactly in the mm. same place. We've all been in or around, but yeah. never. Okay. Are there still a chance? Um, yeah, our Menzies haven't chance. always like they haven't all synced up at the same time. Mm, okay. Okay. Sorry, Kyle. Um, what you got? <laughs> Number four. Number four for me is another February album from this year. Oh. Yeah, February fourth, in fact, from UK, I believe, band uh, Erebus oh. by Venom Prison. Oh, okay. nice. I like it. It's not all fucking wrong with this one. It's all fucking right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just the ferocity and all of it, just everything in this album just keeps me coming back. It's just so well done. It's mm. a step up from their previous stuff, and mm-hmm. everybody lavished it with so much praise, and it's well deserved. And yeah, uh, rightly, yeah. yeah, and it's stuck stuck with me the whole year. So mm. so far, I don't really know halfway through it, but if this doesn't end up in like my top five at the end of the year, I'll be extremely surprised because I love it that much. It's yeah. really, 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 really just clung to it. Like I don't know like a sticky thing my <laughs> <laughs> biggest regret is that we won't see them this year now because that's yeah. them officially yeah. on hiatus while she goes um, away to give birth mm-hmm. um, which, but I'm glad like, they did that as well that's another reason 100% like, really, yeah absolutely they're just like we're just going away for us to do this thing and she can do her thing and it's great and it's like absolutely fantastic you and need that open and yeah. about it it's great yeah right, when you like when the time comes to start a family a band shouldn't start you know stand in the way and the fact yeah. that they were fully supportive and all the rest mm. is the right that is healthy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. The rest of the industry, not fucking healthy. So, no. yeah, it's a great album as well. That was one of those yeah. ones that Dave was the one that kind of set us up on that one and that this is something that we need to be aware of. When we watched that reaction video, I was like, this is fucking awesome. Let's yeah. play the album is as good and the album is every second is good. So It's just a fantastic. Even, I'm not the hugest fan of guitar solos, but the solos on this one are just like, ah, yeah. ha, ha. Peace <laughs> melt. Peace they're not just shredding. They're like melodic, and they tell us like they've got they got their own little thing going on. It's just yeah, all of mm. it. Love it. Great. 
Could take you on the journey, Kill. That's right. A little bit. Tiny bit. 15 second journey right in the middle of the song. It's <laughs> 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 so like, I we've got that, uh, like, because I didn't check back our reaction to the Megadeth video. That, that motherfucker plays five solos within four and a half minutes. Yep. What, uh, each of them are. The thing is, I listen back to it. All four solos, completely different and yeah. fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. Talented bastard. That's what <laughs> if you can do it, do it. I agree. True. Is it necessary? I'm, I'm so curious because <laughs> Dave has three albums that pushed out Conjure, which I thought would have made his top three. So I'm this the guy it, who was like, if you had said to me, that would have been that guy that Dave called a fucking liar. Um, <laughs> so, right. Uh, oh, right, gentlemen. Top three. This Let's is, break this it off now. Let's break it off. We have this at least it. one more album. We might have two more albums that I think might be in your top three that I have in my top three that <laughs> I haven't mentioned yet. Yep. It's just the placement needs to be different now. Yeah, okay. Um, I can't wait to see. <laughs> I'm like, oh! This is, this is the, sh- the serious shit now. Um, this, is, this is the separated by a ball here. As we say in Scotland, yeah, yeah, it's a like, Scottish measurement. Yeah, it's in the metric system. A ball here, a ball yeah. here. Yeah, um, I'm just, I'm just going to come out right out and say it. I'm not going to even build it up. I'm just going to say it. Number three, released on February fourth, on MNRK Heavy. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck, Steve! <laughs> no. My number three no! is Rollo Tomasi. What? Um, where myth, I know, I know, where myth becomes memory. Whew. Look at the shock in Kyle's face. There's no shock in my face because we have no twinsies again. No Duncan, man. <laughs> What's going on here? Uh, this is not a joke anymore. Like, I joked about this before. We're going to be the same. We are the same right now. You literally did hack my PC, didn't you? <laughs> Why would I hack your PC? Actually, I don't want my list to be the same as yours. Mm. I want my as like as someone as free as me, Dave. I'm a free guy. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't want to like. I don't want to be. Well, I have the same list. I want to have a different list. All right. This just proves to me the thing that my wife is always saying: you spend too much time with Dave. <laughs> Only one night Here's a week. Story. Apparently, one night's enough. Yep. My wife says the same. Yeah, different country. <laughs> Motherfucker, Dave. Uh, yeah, album number six from Rollo Tomasi, believe it or not. And um, what a fucking release. Um, what a fucking album. This is a, like another album that is, another band that is very difficult, difficult to pigeonhole. Um, and, you know. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> Stop doing these. It's a pigeonhole. I just imagined you, like someone finger a pigeon, <laughs> pigeon's bum, and it's going. Oh! Why? Why am I like this now? I you know, used to be like this. You know, it'd be perfect for that pigeonhole. Nine inch nail. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, man, roll it to Massey. Roll to Massey. <laughs> Um, oh. becomes memory. Yeah, just a band that just weave multiple genres, um, kind of, kind of similar to that Ithaca kind of way. They've got post-hardcore, but in mathcore, metalcore, yep. 
It's all kind of done effort effortlessly. Well, again, with a lot of confidence uh, and craftsmanship. It's an album that's kind of like it's subdued, but it's, it's venomous. Mm. It's it's poetic. It's authentic. It's just it sounds like a band just at the top of their game right now. Um, it's an album filled with songs that songs that are so well constructed, um, and it's just the album is really it's really well kind of hung together. Um, it's, guys, it's a great journey to go on. It really is. Um, a great This is more of a Wine voyage. Shade. It is a voyage. It is. <laughs> I think it, it wasn't until after we'd actually reviewed the album and I've just like been listening to it over and over that um, I kind of started to realise how good the kind of like the storytelling is on this release. Oh, it's, yeah, it's absolutely fucking incredible. Like, the, the, and the tracks, like when you listen to the, the singles, they all work individually. Um, but as an album, it just it feels even more rewarding when it's played in its entirety, um, and you follow those like kind of interlinked themes throughout the album. That's the thing. You listen to those singles, and those singles all sound great, but not one of those singles sound alike. Yeah, mm. true. Which I mean, that is that's what that and in, in itself from mm. a label point of view is a very clever thing to do yeah because what you're getting is you're getting snippets of of the scope of the mm -hmm. album without mm -hmm. necessarily getting the feel of the album yeah. and then the stuff that you get in between which by its very definition of how you release things mm -hmm. shouldn't be as commercial as the singles that are released yeah are just as strong if not stronger and weave like the, the, the there's there's like there's at least one track which is all melody, yeah, in there which like once again you kind of like they can do it so why not do it but it, the way it's placed on the album yeah is so clever because it it brings you off an ebb into like a moment of this just like expansive melody mm -hmm. and then you come out the other end and then I think you hit I think drip is the song that comes after which starts with that kind of drum mm -hmm. you know, the droning thing and the polyrhythm yep. on the drum and you're just like what are we getting at? and then it, the back yep. half of the album just takes you right off again yep. as it like I'm a I'm a big fan of I mention it quite quite a lot but I'm a big fan of the craft that goes into creating an album yeah some bands it's just a collection of songs and that's fine mm -hmm. other bands craft an album that when you listen to it, you the journey joke that we keep doing is, <laughs> is, is viable though like you you experience a journey when listening to an album from the first note that plays to the final note that closes yep. and Rolo Tomasi in this particular release with Luz John's doing incredible production work, may as well mention it. Like, everything about this album is crafted in such a way to completely immerse you in their sound. Yeah. And that is, like, it's, it, you, like I get lost listening to it in the best mm. way. It's just like, I'd, like, switch it on and forget about everything for the full run yep. time. And yep. that's, a, that's a gift, man. Mm-hmm. It's taken him six albums to get to that gift. Yeah. But another band that I feel like are maybe now just hit. Well, I, all these bands, I'm like, is this them just hitting their stride? <laughs> yeah. If they never do anything remotely as good as this, I think they have, have already achieved like a level up status. Yeah. But I get a feeling that this is just the, this yeah. is just the start now, man. I well, yeah, I think this album definitely feels like they've they've stayed true to themselves but they've showed like that they've evolved as well mm -hmm. since the album before so they're still pushing like their sound and in different places and um, there are moments on this album that will give you that like unmistakable 
Rolo Tomasi sound that you want on the album, but there's so many surprises here that make yeah. it all the more captivating. Um, and I was reading about about the album again after we'd recorded a review, but I read that um, Eva, the vocalist, she actually moved to the States a couple of years before the recording of this album. So she, so the music was actually tracked by the band in the UK, mm-hmm. and then sent to Eva, and she recorded her vocals in New Jersey. Which is like I was like that's it's kind of amazing considering the fact that they they sound more of a kind of like tight knit unit than yeah. they ever have, but they're recording from you know different sides of the world, which just fucking blows my and it sounds fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, I I think a lot of people were wondering if they would be able to outdo like that last release, which was another incredible album, but they've mm-hmm. somehow managed it here on on this album. It's just it's stunning, just an absolutely stunning album. Um, and I, I'll be very, very surprised if it's not in a lot of end of year lists. Um, just fantastic release, loved it. Uh, Roll Tomasi, Where Myth Becomes Memory is my number three. Duncan. <laughs> this is getting tiresome now. My number three, Roll Tomasi, Where Myth Becomes Memory. Yeah, everything you said, Dave, I think, um, Back to the Spirit Box thing, which is just my my gripe at the moment, because that's a mediocre album with a couple of good singles on it, and everyone fucking emptied their loads all over how great that was. And then I listened to Rolo Tomasi, which gives me incredible vocals, gives me harsh, snarly, black metally fucking like 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 so abrasive sounding vocals and music, which is infinitely fucking better than anything on spirit box like pisses from a great tight a band is not a band is not one person this is unless you're nine inch neil right a band (laughs) is not one person you know what i mean it really fucking isn't like that 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 spirit box is a okay band with an exceptional singer yeah rollo tomasi are an exceptional band yeah yeah, I agree. that's the that's the difference. It's not even it's not even fucking on the same level, man. There's sort of a gulf between the two. Um, this is their best album. This is mm. crafted exquisitely. The music is just like every nuance. Louis Johns, I, I mean, it's not even just take a bow. You know what I mean? Like give him an award. Like mm. give. Don't know if we do these things. Don't know if there's a Grammy for guy who just does everything right in 2022 let's make that award and give it to him yeah. because like we mentioned with Ithaca it is a monumental step up um, and just in terms of everything it's just, like, the band sound more confident songs sound better and I think a lot of that comes down to the producer mm. like yeah. a, a lot of that is input there Rolo Tomasi are the same they're a band who are longer in the tooth mm. but like you listen to those two productions they don't necessarily sound alike, but I'll tell you what they both have in common is they're very, very, very well crafted. Yep. And the songwriting is on point and all those nuances are clear as a bell. The key work, the keys work, oh mm. my God, yep. on Rolo Tomasi is fucking great. It's yep. used the way it should be for a band like that, whether it's the piano stuff, it's the weird electronic sounds he's using, it's the ambient stuff he's using just in the background to uplift stuff. Guitar work, impeccable. Drum sound. This might be my favourite drum sound on an album this year. I mm. think it is just... That snare for a start is just like... It's like being it's like punched with... slap in the face. It is. It's just like... Yeah. Just, I, I fucking... It's the aforementioned drip. 
Yeah. When it's just like starting going, bang, 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 and you just hear that, and it's just like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking yes. Just keep hitting it. Just keep hitting that snare. Mm. Um, the drumming is is incredible. Um, they mix all all the stuff that you want from kind of old school Rolo Tomasi, but they've grown into a more interesting sound and a, a, a next phase of their songwriting career mm. that I want to be a part of. I always liked them. I always thought they were a great band. I always yep. thought that a lot of people slept on them. Um, and they've, they've toured relentlessly in the UK because that's what happens when you're a kind of mid-tier UK band. You're shoved on every fucking bill and pushed yep. out there. And every like we know them. We've seen about a million of the Rolo Tomases of the world that are just shoved out. Instead of being those bands, they've clearly, like conscientiously, spent time to get better as they went along. And uh, where Myth Becomes Memory is the culmination of that. It's a, an, an incredible album. I, I, I very much like yourself, Dave. This isn't my top five at the end of the year. Mm. Um, then this might be one of the best years we've had for metal. I, yeah. I'm, that's how confident I am that it's going to be. It's just a. Yeah. Uh, and I'm. It's February. It's the second month of the year, yeah. and I have not stopped listening to it. Mm-hmm. I cannot stop listening to it. It's the it's my safe space. In between album, like stuff that we get in, I can always go back and just shove it on and enjoy yeah. the journey. It's yeah. it's fucking great. Uh, they and they're on one another band that have raised up better label, um, and have raised the, their level of ability songwriting and, and craft to that to match. Um, yeah, um, I've not seen them this year. I know there is talk of them going out later on this year, maybe. Mm. Hopefully I get to see them this year. If I don't, next year yeah. on this album tour would be brilliant. For but sure. yeah, don't... you heard people talk about it. It's making loads of lists. But don't be complacent to think, well, I don't need to listen to that because it's a good album. Everyone's telling me it's a good album. Listen to the album yeah. and you will be rewarded tenfold. Definitely. My number three, Bolo Tomasi, where myth becomes memory on MNRK Minerch. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, Kyle, what have you got at number three? <sighs> My number three this year is Profound Morality by Harriet. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. That's a, we were saying that is a. <laughs> released in April. Wow. Where did that come from? Yeah. I don't know. Right? Hey, it was a wild card in this recording. I fucking yeah. love it. <laughs> Number yeah. one, Danzig does Elvis. It doesn't happen. I'm called bullshit in the recording. <laughs> tell us, Kyle. Tell us. Harriet. Are you kidding? What do you mean, tell you? You've heard this album. It's fucking yeah. in equal parts heavy, beautiful, and nuts. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Fucking love it. It's the, that bass. Are you kidding? That bass. <laughs> that bass. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Slap at the bass. Slap at the bass. Oh man, I just oh, it's it goes through so many like ups and downs, but it's all oh, all Stop based. Laughing it's all at based. Me. Tell us why it's a good album, dude. I've no, got bass jokes in my head now. Okay. Yeah, oh, there's about a million. Oh, like I, I did the Terminator thing, you know, the fuck you asshole. I have like seventeen <laughs> different things to say, and I'm like that, just like Kel talk. Slap at the bass. <laughs> <laughs> Don't start us off. Don't yeah. Don't like you. That's 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 like you try to put out like a fire with petrol. Everything's gonna get burned. Don't do that. Oh, I got plenty of what I'm going bass fishing later. (laughs) (laughs) 
This is another one of those albums that takes you through so many twists and turns, through <laughs> hardcore and bass, and it rolls over. No, and it goes through industrial stuff as well, which I just does, didn't yeah. expect. Like it went through like hardcore and then metalcore, mm. and then and let's have some industrial. I'm like, all right, yes, please. <laughs> and the vocalist just doing the fucking best vocalizing I've ever heard on any of Harriet's stuff. Just both clean and absolutely screaming a fucking face off as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It deserves all of the praise they've gotten this year. They were on a pretty big tour and they're gearing up for a new release as far as I remember what they said they're in, in working writing on new stuff so I was like oh come on give it to me please. So, <laughs> give it to me. I need that bass. <laughs> <laughs> a weird voicemail from an unknown number said oh I'll give it to me. <laughs> Give me more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Ooh. I love it. And the thing is, it, is, it is not the longest album, so it's really easy no. to just play and play and play yeah. and play and play. Oh, it really is. Yeah. If, each song is like two and a half minutes long at the most, except yeah. for the last one, but like it's so easy to go through. And I love it. I love yeah. that about it. Like some, some albums you want long songs like Meshuggah or something like that, but this is like, nope, these, these songs are the perfect length and I can enjoy them many times a day. So mm. very, very welcome at this high yeah. up on my list. So. Mm. No, uh, no prog epics on that. Album. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Could you imagine Harry doing a prog epic? I want to hear that. Ten minutes. No. Uh, okay. <clears throat> nice, nice little curveball there from Kyle. I like it. I like it, Kyle. I like curveball, Kyle. That's what they call it. <laughs> that's what they call. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, not yeah. to my face. CBT. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not to your face. <laughs> I get told about that later in the hearing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Top two, gents. Top two. We well, have one that will be crossover and one that won't. So, Oh, interesting. Well, well one see. of them you've already mentioned on yours. So. Really? Oh, yeah. So I know that, but there's one that has been conspicuous by its absence. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Somewhere in the uh, top two. Number name, two on my. Find out. What was I doing that? Um, what we're going. We're going to February again, gents. February was the month. February was a month. Um, okay, number two. I mean, ex- excited was an understatement. He's doing it. When I heard this band, we're releasing. Oh, Dave. <laughs> 2022. I thought this would be your one. I thought I'd be all right. No, you're not all right, Duggan. What is your number one then? Oh. <laughs> um, uh-huh. I'm caught, I'm caught uh, off guard here. <laughs> they put out my album of the year in 2020. So although I was, I thought I was initially... Jeez. I know. <laughs> uh, I was initially excited when I heard they were releasing an album. I was actually... Actually, and we spoke about this in the review, I put off listening to it for about a month um, <laughs> because I was kind of, we got it just before Christmas, I think. Christmas, that's right, yeah. And I was kind of, I was I, had, I was nervous. I was nervous that this wasn't going to li- like live up to the previous release, which in my eyes was a perfect album. Um, my number two is Giving Up the Ghost by Mountaineer. Released February 25th on Life Force Records. Um, as I said, initially nervous, 
shouldn't have been worried at all, to be honest. Oh, um, because if there's one thing you should know about Mountaineer, is they, they don't deal in mediocre albums. <laughs> <laughs> one thing you should know about Mountaineer, they're not human. <laughs> um, like it's, it's insane how... It's insane how good this is. Yeah. Like, released less than two years after an album yeah. which was jaw droppingly good. Yeah. Like, like, the point where you were like, that, right, well, they can just stop writing music now. Can we agree? Yeah. Don't agree. Okay, then. Hang yeah, on. Please. <laughs> um, like, consistency? I mean, like, what? Consistent AF is what I'd say, Duncan. This is unbelievable. This is. If you've not heard of Mountaineer, they are a post-sludgy Doomgaze-ish doom band. Doomgaze, yeah, yeah. Uh, from San Francisco. Oh, right, on the B. San Francisco. on the dock of the bear. <laughs> oh, nice. Watching um, the tap. What, right, what a fucking album this is. This is, this is, a, this is a masterclass in delivering that um, kind of balance between emotionally uplifting and just yeah. utter devastation um they, they just this album just will push and pull your emotions the whole way through this 30 odd minutes of of an album and what i loved about this was just the control that they have on this release after bloodletting they they could have they could have went all out and just delivered of like an abundance <laughs> of what really worked on that album like, yeah, they could have just like, done it again, to be fair. Yeah. They could just like actually done another bloodletting and we would have all been happy, Dave. Yeah, but they didn't. They didn't overstuff this album at all. They give you just enough of it to be satisfying. And not a mo a note more. Um on like the countless listens that I've had to this album mm. um since we've reviewed it. I think vocally this is this album started to hit me more and more every time I listened to it. Um, I felt like they've really, really refined the vocals on on their albums. They're, they're, I, was listening to the, I was listening to it the other day again, like there are some songs where lyrically it doesn't actually give you all that much, like there's not a huge story being told in every track but it's enough to get the point across and in some cases actually makes the track feel more kind of profound. Um, it's track three, the repetitive kind of melodic line of Stop the Bleeding. Yeah, yeah. And they do it loads through there, and I'm not entirely sure what the song's about. <laughs> All I know is, like, I, like, once I've listened to the album, I'm just walking about this going, Stop the Bleeding. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like, like that. If you cut yourself, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, like, just going to go and bath the baby. <laughs> what's what's happening? Nothing. Nothing. It's just a nightmare. Um, yeah. It, it, you know, it's, it's not a band that paint pictures more with the music than they do with the lyrics. If that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Bloodletting was an album that for me kind of hit me right in the feels from the get go. Like the opening track on that album just just had me at hello. Um, giving up the ghost was the opposite. Um, it, this album kind of gradually pushes you further and further towards that feeling, which almost makes it feel more rewarding in a way. When you hit that last third of the album, it's just this wave of warmth kind of flowing over you. Um, and that's that's when it kind of hit me, like on that kind of last part of the album. I just like fucking love it so much. I think this, I think this band are unbelievably underrated. Um, 100%. And I think they should be on way more radars than they are. Um, if you haven't heard Mountaineer, 
get it on your to-do list because this album is phenomenal um and i had to fight with myself over the, the number one and number two spot on my list i was like where, where is it going to go here um but this could have easily been my number one as i said this, these are separated by just the tiniest of tiniest of things but um i just love this band so much i didn't think they could do it again like they did on bloodletting but giving up the ghost is just as good uh, an album as that last album um, so my number two is mountaineer giving up the ghosts duncan tragically you're like this tragically my number two is the same as dave's again which at least our number ones are different maybe no they are because you've already mentioned man all right okay so that's fine um different although name. i'm curious now because i'm now thinking you went down a different path than i did which is interesting uh, and we'll get to that when we talk about it okay um yeah i, I mean i was like, our first year back doing like podcasting and reviewing of albums and in that first year metal epidemic mountaineer released an album and mm. um, we were both like captivated by it like, like just absolutely floored by just how it was as an album just like at just different level like we talk there's different levels to albums and music and creativity and song structure and composition and all the rest the mountaineer just existed almost unfairly in its own genre of yep. music it was off to the side there was no one that sounded like them at all interestingly enough in the two years after there are bands that are like taking that kind of shoegazy sound in and mixing mm. it more with the sludge and mixing it. So I'm starting to hear other bands doing it, but none of them do it as well as Mountaineer. No. And like when we, as soon as we heard this was coming out, I was like, well, this, one, it feels too soon. <laughs> um, and two, what we're going to get. You know, that yeah. nervousness of was that first album lightning in a bottle mm. or is this, you know, is this a move in a different direction? Where do they go with the second album? Yeah. And a lot of it, is like removed from bloodletting it's not it's not the same sort of beast it's a shorter album yeah for, for a start um but that doesn't mean that it doesn't pack the long sprawling songs that mountaineer deliver i mean they're all in there i mentioned during a review way back at the start of the year that very much like mantar there are elements of the grunge and what they're mm -hmm. doing vocally like mm -hmm. vocal like melody hooks feel kind of grungy in the same register using the same kind of notes and melodies that 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 kind of resonate with that but musically it couldn't be any different if it tried it, it really on this album i think they've understood bloodletting had a great balance between the heavy and the melody mm. on this album it's kind of like the right we understand this but now we're masters of it yep and that's what giving up the ghost has um some people would say he foolishly, during his review, compared it to a movie that Dave doesn't like. <laughs> uh, oh, here we go. Ghost Story, a movie <laughs> that I love. Like to me, Dave doesn't like it because nothing happens. Uh, Duncan loves it because everything happens. Like everything, like the the process of life, death, beyond, and time is all encapsulated in one movie. It's an art project, and it works on that level. And that's kind of what Giving Up the Ghost is. It, it like really does surprise me uh how many different moods i can come in to listen to the album and it mm. just clicks yeah i can be having the worst day and it makes me feel better yeah we can have the best day and it enhances it 
got me feeling a bit melancholic, a bit tired, and it gives me energy. Mm. Um, it just is an it's an album that's omnipresent regardless of mood, um, and that's a gift. Bands don't do that. Yeah. That can write something, you know, write something that is not only so cleverly written, that is so balanced, so fine, but also is engaging regardless how you feel, and that's what giving up the ghost is. I think it is a testament to a band, like Dave said, that is woefully under-listened to. doesn't appear on lists because people are ignorant <laughs> that will rate a Amen. fucking Architects album very high on their list. Oh, they're writing a new album, by the way. Um, that'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, you know, where it's just like clearly a large label telling people they should love something. And then there are bands out there that are just like honing and crafting incredible music. That's just, you know, you listen to it and it gives you all the melody and all the soul and all the passion of one style of music but all the ferocity is something else and they manage to bring it into the middle and just make it all work they're, mm. they're honestly they're one of the best bands on the planet um and we would just have to be the hipsters of the music genre saying i was listening to them first i don't know what else <laughs> to say uh, mountaineer giving up the ghost is my number one it's available uh, number two sorry it's available on <laughs> life force records let's not jump ahead because i've got more to go um and it's it's so fucking good, man. Mm. It's so good. And they're really nice. And they tag me in things. I still don't have a t-shirt. And one day I will. Yeah. Yeah, um, t-shirt. Yeah. As he says, Sidney's Blood Command t-shirt. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they're also great. So let's not, let's True. not, and uh, let's not cash it. Nice. Nice choice yeah. for number two, Duncan. I like it. I like, uh, it. I like all your choices from five to two, actually. Uh, you're not going to like my number one. You're not going to like my number one. That's, <laughs> fine. That's, fine. That's fine. I think I've just clocked what your number one is. You should have by now. Yep. And let's be honest, you should have known before we hit record. <laughs> I'm with you. Kyle. Yeah. Before we get to that, what is your number two? My number two. There are two albums this year that have given me fucking goosebumps. Ooh. Like every time I listen to them from mm -hmm. the first to the last, which the last one was today. And we'll probably be again tomorrow. <laughs> and the that day after the day that. When I wrote my list, Duncan. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like it. I'm with you, Kyle. I'm with you, Kyle. Don't let Dave. Dave's pretending he's all confused. He knows who you mean. It is, of course, Rollo Tomasi, where Mr. Hey. Becomes Memory. Yeah. yeah. Number two. For all the reasons already spoken about at great length, I can't. If Rollo Tomasi are listening to this, Kyle got stung with a massive bill importing a t shirt. If you can yeah, do something, I, <laughs> I don't know, send him free swag to make up Please. for the fact that Norway will charge him an arm and a leg for a they t shirt. Will. <laughs> We'd appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, that was a, an expensive album. That was <laughs> it's a really expensive T-shirt too. Worth it though. <laughs> I wear it every day. I do, yeah. Except for right now because it's in the wash. It's it's yeah. like it's tatters already. <laughs> it's just a it's a shell of its former self. <laughs> <laughs> but for, for all the reasons already discussed, I can only go over what you guys have said about it. It's just a fantastic fucking album, and every time I listen to it, I get goosebumps and chills every time, and that doesn't happen when they often, so. Okay. Only happened twice this year. Only happens about five times a decade, so. That's it. I'm all tapped out. We may have the same number one, Kyle. <laughs> I was just, yeah, yeah, I was just worrying, actually. Uh, I actually now think we have the same oh, number fuck. one, and it makes oh, me like... happy because it means we are right because it's two against one. Yeah, um, it makes you happy. Beer. It can't be that bad, Dave. Can't be. No, no, no. Maybe it can. Why the hell are you so sad? <laughs> I'm not. 
You're, um, although your number one, if I'm right, if my calculations are right, mm. is an album that I demoted purely because it is a complete mood piece. I went back. Oh, it might not be actually. Oh wow! Right, like I, I put the like that. I checked how many times I've listened to this on iTunes since we reviewed it, and I've listened to it exactly four times. Right. Which now makes me think the fact you're pulling that face is not that at all. I'm just trying to remember if you said that during the review. I can't remember though. Interesting. What's he building in there? <laughs> on weights. Um, um, so. On weights, what's he building in there? Is my number one Duncan. <laughs> no. Glad you mentioned it. It's Mastodon and Leviathan. <laughs> 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 A joke that I don't think was actually on air, so I don't think it was. No, um, <laughs> garlic bread. Um, right. Funnily enough, um, number one, um, believe it or not, when we reviewed this album back in February, in February again, um, February, wow. I, yeah. I actually didn't score it a five out of five. I didn't this give this. This is not the album I thought then. You've got me in the back foot. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, I didn't give this a five out of five. Um, it's, I gave it, I think marginally, I gave it a 4.5, so just under a five. But were you like doing the Davy thing where you're like that? This is a 4.5. In time, though, I think it might become Possibly. Or, you like that. That you sounds like, like something like, I would say, yeah. yeah you, sometimes you do that, but other times you're like that. A four point five, and I'm like, that's not making an end of your list. You can just tell in his body language, right? Like, um, funnily, you should mention garlic bread, Duncan. Um, after a few mo- more months with this album, it's another French one. It is firmly in the five star club now. That's right. I have gone back to this album more than any other album this year. Nice. Um, since its release in February, February eleventh to be exact. Um, so you're shouting dates as if I know anything about. <laughs> remember that day? I literally, I've done, uh, I did, I did album. Band name, record label, nothing else. Okay. I didn't take dates. Down. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Proactive, reactive. Um, I'm a reactive reviewer. I, I can't was... say reviewer now. Reviewer. <laughs> uh, it was put out by a label that are absolutely killing it this year. Nuclear Blast Records. And for oh. me, I haven't I haven't heard another album that sounds like this this year. It's very interesting. Dude. It stands alone. No, not gonna. I, 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 no, I'm. I'm, I'm wait. I'm not gonna. Like, it's your fucking thing. Okay. I'm not gonna be like, ah, Dave. That's. That was just a little hint there. Um, separated yeah. from the rest of my list, in my opinion, the album is "A Loner" by Hangman's Chair. Oh shit! That's right. Nice. The uh, Parisian doomy shoegazy. Again, kind of gothic doom gaze. I posted a thing on my like horror podcast page earlier on, asking for people to put their favourite albums. Genre would be oh, damned. Right. Oh yeah, give yeah. me a give me a list of what you've been listening to this year. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I managed year uh, came in from my buddy the Ram Man, who uh, posted four albums, oh, yeah. and that was one of the four that is constantly on rotation. Oh, nice, my man, nice. Um, yeah, well, I can totally see why this is. This is an album that just man, it gives me goosebumps just thinking about it now. Actually, um, mm. if you've never heard Hangman's Chair before, they are French. Yes, I know. <laughs> I have a problem. <laughs> just go there. Have you been to France before? 
yes. Uh, how long ago? Oh, a long time ago. Um, since you've been married? Before that. Before that, mm. Dave. To go over as an adult. Mm. Totally Get some garlic bread. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's definitely on our to-do yeah, list. Yeah. My, uh, my, 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 my kid fancies going as well. She would like to go. It's amazing. It's amazing. Um, I, I went as a kid. I fucking hated it. <laughs> French people were dicks. Parisians could burn in hell. Mm. Um, and then I went over on my honeymoon and I was like, this is genuinely the best city <laughs> I've been to this year. Yeah. Quantifying it because there are better cities. Uh, but yeah, it was um, it was lovely. And uh, I, but when I was over there, I never once thought I was taking a rock show. But I did go to a rock bar and it was fucking amazing. Mm. Like, I absolutely, everyone, everyone, just everything impeccable. Yeah. Um, so they, I think their music scene is pretty. They, for me, they do some of the best metal out there going. Um, is it like the thing I, was, I was trying to think about this? I think a lot of it is to do with the production. Like, see French sounding music, mm. like, like, in that genre. Yeah. Has he tangible? Huge. Yeah, it's a, a tangible sound yeah. that is yeah. instantly recognisable. But if mm-hmm. you were to ask anyone what makes it sound that way, you can never describe <laughs> it. Yeah, 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 I get that. Like, like every French band, even regardless of how good their music is, uh, all sound fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, Something and it's not even that. like a vocal thing. Like you can yeah. hear an accent, nothing like that. Um, you can hear it solely in the production of these albums. Yeah, um, yeah they are, they're a French kind of kind of gothic kind of doom gaze band from Paris. Um, Aloner is their their sixth album, um, so it's not like they've just like like appeared this year. They've been on the go for like over fifteen years, um, but they did recently sign to Nuclear Blast Records before um, putting out this album. Um, their last album was twenty eighteen, uh, Bon Nutriste, and. Um, Obviously, a little bit of a gap between that one and this one, but I enjoyed that album. This album just goes to the next level. Um, this shows a band... It shows that the songwriting has just gone to that next level. This is this is a, a tour de force in the genre. This is... This is thick. It has a, like a kind of thick, low, kind of rumbling doom, but with this like huge coating of like an echoey atmospheric yeah. kind of shoegaze over the top um like riffs wise it's 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 not even it's not overly complicated the riffs are quite simplistic as doom often is but i think if, if this was too technical and overcooked it would not work as well as it does the kind of minimalism and the heaviness allows this kind of flow and this groove but also allows the, the kind of other kind of dreamy elements to really shine on this album um and when they push into that kind of like more kind of like haunting side of their sound that's that's when the kind of magic happens for me it's a very melancholic album um it's just one of those from the instant like the first track i am completely captivated on this album and it's it's, it's one of those ones that i stick on thing i'll just put it on in the background but i can't help but just constantly mm. like pay so much close attention to it um there's moments of it that feel almost like movie score like rather than like an album but the way they build it and layer it up uh, with those those kind of clean guitars is just unbelievable um vocally um is the the kind of the icing on the cake for me um cedric the vocalist his voice is just very pure very soulful um very powerful even though he's got he's competing with this kind of really kind of like dense kind of doom guitar riffs but um the way they've played that against a very clever production um it cuts through this this huge sound um the harmonies are beautiful just flawlessly placed just to elevate the whole thing and, and it create a hook as well um 
which is something you don't get, you know, often in Doom. But these guys, mm-hmm. they just do it extremely well. I think if you if you like your Doom with that kind of dose of like gloom and melody, uh, this is one you need to hear. Um, I was I was listening. To, this was one that I listened to all the time. But I was listening to it again in preparation for this recording, and I was like, I was listening. I was like, see if see if the Deftones were French, right? <laughs> and they decided to make a Doom album. This kind of might be how it turns out <laughs> like it's there's something there's something a little bit kind of deftones in it but it's not mm-hmm. but it's not the deftones if you know what i mean it's, it's weird but um yeah just very a very unique sounding album like I, I can't think of another album that sounds like this um and when i thought of my like my number one pick at this point in the year this was the album that came to mind straight away like it's just so immersive like kind of like mountaineer is that those albums are very close together yeah. but again similar to the mountaineer it's got hooks it's got riffs that will just fucking pile drive you into the ground and it's got unbelievably lush production just fucking amazing and it's french i mean like <laughs> um so that's why it has uh, moved its way into my number one spot just a f- flawless album for me um hangman's chair a loner is my number one pick at this point in the year duncan and kyle I'm now. I think Kyle's on board with me. I think we're. I think we are of one mind. But then his number two pick like threw me. Well, sorry, his number three pick threw me for six. So never, never count on exactly knowing what Kyle's doing. There's a couple Uh, of bands that that Kyle dropped this year that I'm expected to hear, but I haven't. Uh, my number one is like I called a Babe Ruth it when we reviewed it, and like very much like uh, when we did Genghis Tron, and I was like, like it's gonna take a lot to knock this off my number one. Mm. Um, everyone's going down the guitar stuff. Everyone's going down the blast beats, and the hardcore, and the death metal, the deathcore. Uh, they're doing a bit of sludge. They're doing a bit of doom. They're doing a bit of rock. They're doing a bit of rap rock. They're doing a bit of new metal. They're doing a lot of things. I'll tell you what they're not doing is the industrial. <laughs> oh, the and industrial. that is my lane. I'll tell you right now, there are few groups hmm. that have released an album of this quality and this genre in a long time. Out with my number one, which is Author and Punisher with Cruller on Relapse Records. This album is fucking amazing. Like, I knew I'd like, I had a feeling, I had a, right. like, I had a feeling when it didn't pop up in the back five, I was like, this one's scoring really high. And well, there's a lot to, like Dave obviously mentioned, it was a, a win for him. So, like, as a non industrial listener, it dragged itself into your tent. Yeah. Right. And that's someone that isn't interested in the genre. If you're yeah. hardcore in the genre, you imagine what it's like for us. Yeah. This is yeah. the good drugs, Steve. Yeah. This is the good shit, like, right? Yeah. yeah. It's um, open your eyes and you can see the future. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, Tristan's been, he's been doing stuff for for years, right? It's like eight albums or something. Oh, like yeah. years and years. And yeah. his claim to fame was making industrial albums with the the gnarliest fucking abrasive sims with homemade instruments homemade mm. sims and all the rest that's what he did and he carved out this niche for him which was impeccable you know like there was no one that sounded like him that wasn't like trying to add it as an element in like fucking death metal like the berserker or something else mm. and its own lane and it was almost his own his own version of industrial and then cooler came out we'd heard a single in advance of it and i'm like well 
very much like the Ghost album we talked about last year, the smart thing was to include vocals. As soon as you include vocals, you give a focal point for writing music, right, into songs, as opposed to sprawling simscapes. It's why, while you listen to that early Carpenter Brute stuff, it sims great. You listen to some of the recent stuff where there's the occasional vocalist on some of these tracks, it makes it sound more like an album. Mm. Um, so the fact that he come in and done his vocals, the fact that he's not a great vocalist, Let's be honest, he's not a great vocalist. But his it range fits so well. That's the that's thing. That's the yeah. thing. I was thinking about this when I was listening to yeah. it. Like, Cruller to me sounds like, like, you see if Gary Newman was writing music now. Mm. That's yeah. what Cruller would yeah. sound like. Yeah. Gary Newman is not a great vocalist. Right? <laughs> he's not. He has a range. Sometimes it's a bit you... whiny. Um, and the, like what you get here is not the biggest range at all, but it's fits like a glove. Mm. He approaches the vocals as just another instrument in the layers that are, and that's why it works. Instead of being the focal point, it's not the focal point of anything he does at all. It's just an added layer on top of whatever's happening. Um, it, is a, it is a fucking supremely crafted album. You mentioned Deftones in your like review there. There are elements of Deftones in here as well, specifically in the melody, uh, where he, he like does like harmonies or discordant notes, which ev- like evoke some of the stuff that Chino does that make me love Chino and also makes Chino completely different from every other vocalist out there. Where he does things that are slightly out, but actually that 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 level of being slightly out actually works against what's mm. playing before as an additional thing. Does that loads through this album? And a, a lesser mind might think it's because he's hitting bum notes. It's not because when you hear the melodies that are, are kind of ha- either side harmonising, they're in key. So it's deliberate. It's, once again, it's that approach of I'm playing a chord on a keyboard. Those chords are, you know, three, four notes or whatever. My vocals will be one of those notes. Hmm. And then I'm going to maybe go to the seventh or the fifth or whatever it is. And it's... Oh man, it just it blew my mind and every time I've come back to it, and I, I mean this legit, every time I come back to it, I hear another little subtle detail mm. with like a synth part or the guitar parts which are easily overlooked if you're not paying attention to them at times, out with the jun jun, <laughs> you know, like where you're like, yeah, this is my head banging thing. He's doing other bits in the background. There's like little bits of lead work and stuff. Oh, it just man. creep in, and you don't just, you don't you don't notice it the first five times you listen to it. But then you go, yeah. hang on a fucking minute, that's a lead guitar. Keep, what, by the time you've listened to it loads, yeah. you've picked apart everything in between. You're still hearing noises, and you're not sure where they're coming from. Yeah, and that to me is the as his weapon as a musician is the ability to not only craft the songs that have the depth that they have. But the re-listener the re-listener revisit value is really, mm. really high on this album. Mm. But it wasn't always in previous albums. I, I felt like like previous author and punisher stuff was very much a mid piece. It was very much a I feel angry, I feel like fucking smashing something just now. Go shove on some author and punisher and vent it out. Um and it was very concise and it was dense, packed for sure. It was packed with a lot of the same sort of stuff and in this one he's thrown caution to the wind the the actual melody in the synth parts and the sims that he's created is just as 80s-tastic man it really yeah. is just like it's like what something I love exists is the somewhere between, on the snare. 
Oh, did it exist somewhere between like like the Human League and fucking like Depeche Mode? Yeah. It just like it like it just it, it, it hurts my brain at how good it is. Mm. Um, I will say, like with with hand on heart, with full sincerity, that Kriller is the be- is the best industrial album since The Fragile. Yeah, Ooh. I don't think there is an album that comes close to what he's done on this one. And don't want to don't want to keep like like hitting on a theme here. This is his first album with vocals mm. on Relapse. So you take that as almost a reset scale mm. that he's doing something different, yeah. and this is the first thing he's done on this. <laughs> I'm gonna say it. Five years from now, this might not be the best author and Punisher album. Mm. Currently is. This might not be in five years' time, and mm. that gets me hard as a fucking woodpecker. <laughs> Honestly, it's just like, what drill things fast. Um, it's so good, man. And this, the moment I listened to it was, like I said, the previous year, the Genghis Tron, as soon as I listened to that release, I was like, all right, this is everything I like in music in one album. Like yeah. everything, like to the levels that I want it to be at it's all on one album mm. and I listened to Cruller at the start of the year I was like this is everything that I want in music <laughs> at that level Yeah, and it will take a act of fucking God and I'm calling it now it will take an act of God to move this from my number one spot it same is, for me it's yeah. just yeah it's incredible so Kyle your number one is obviously uh, it's the album Freedom by Journey <laughs> Thank you very much, Kyle. <laughs> nice. I mentioned Journey a lot in this episode, but not there as a band go. name. I like it. Yeah. Actually, an album that came out this year. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, it's definitely this one. Thriller, Author and Punisher. I mean, anything I say is just going to be going over again. It's just how it is. I mean, I'll agree. It's the most perfect industrial album that's come out. It was your first time listening to them as well, which yeah. floored me. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but I've gone back and listened to the previous stuff, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, this is definitely Author and Punisher at the top yeah. of, yeah, it's the best album they've done so far, he's done, and it's it's so different from the other stuff, because like I said, it's, it's still dense, and it's still packed, but it's got all these sparse bits as well, which just make the dense, heavier parts feel more dense and heavy, mm. like, he's got all this fantastic, like, sample stuff, and I know he makes his own instruments, I'm not entirely sure what is coming from the home instrument what's coming from a sample or what's coming from a synthesizer and I'm just I don't like, know how much he's got online yeah. either there must be there'll be a YouTube yeah like, rabbit hole I somewhere go where you just it, like you, he, yeah. it can't be one of these guys that's like it's all behind the door no. you know but like, there will be stuff where he shows you but yeah. it's how you like I, I, I don't very much I don't yourself hand, yeah that's really interesting on the other hand I kind of don't want to know I feel like there's, a, just, you, there's yeah. a part of you don't want to know how the sausage is made yeah, sorry exactly, to mention yeah. sausage but there is there's a part where you don't <laughs> physically want part of its no. charm is knowing that everything he's done in there is not only done written by himself recorded by himself or you know played by himself or whatever mm. but there's all this stuff that you can't quite put a can't yeah. be listening to going well that's a Roland or you know yeah, that's, a, well, that's a Nord no. I know that yeah. no, like there's sims in here mm-hmm. that I as an aficionado of synths I I can't recognise yeah. the sound it could be a Moog but yeah. it's kind of not at the same time like what the fuck and then there's all these like crazy noises and stuff it's like okay that must be his homemade shit because how the yeah. fuck else did he do it mm. yeah <laughs> and plus adding that vocal just yeah it took this to a whole nother level compared to the rest of the albums it really did and 
if there's going to be a top 10 of the decade, it would it would take, like you said, an act of God to take this off the decade's number one spot for me. It's absolutely... Really? Wow! Yeah, yes! He's calling it in 22. <laughs> yeah. He's got eight years left. He's like, it's eight fucking years. number one. Come at me if, for me in mean, seven years. I couldn't believe it came out at the beginning of the year. I was like, that's fucking years ruined. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole yeah. year is just... <laughs> and then Rolo Tomasi came after that. I was like, ah, just fuck off. 2022 is too good. Just yeah. too good. It's been an incredible year for albums this year. And mm. we're only halfway through it. We're only like, halfway through it. What the hell's next? I just can't possibly There's think. so much left. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> you look at a list of things that come out this year, it's exhausted. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But oh, it can't man. be better than this. It just can't get better than this. If it does, I might actually just melt into my chair. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be a puddle. <laughs> Uh, Kyle's going to start yeah. declining music from me now. Eh? When I yeah. <laughs> my folder, I get a little notification. Kyle has declined. He's going to be busy during no recordings. More. Yeah. <laughs> There's only so many times he can use a COVID excuse. Dave, will you believe it? I, I've I got COVID again. Yeah. The second <laughs> time it was, I tried to get a cabin with Wi Fi, and they were like, yeah, we don't have Wi Fi. I'm like, you Not fuck. What? There was something about a tomato somewhere in there. We're starting yeah. at the bottom. Of it. Oh, right. no, that was my daughter mis mis misreading yeah. Rolo Tomasi. She was like, Rolo Tomato. <laughs> There's a tomato somewhere in there. That's all That's I know. That's great. <laughs> made me die laughing. <laughs> What's a Rolo Tomato? Like, no, it's Tomasi. <laughs> it's not a tomato. Boy. What are you in here for anyway? Get out. <laughs> There we go. Oh, Are we going to go 10 down to 1? Let's do it. Let's do recap the recap it. it. Okay, so. I've got to type it all out again. Shit, hold on. <laughs> Top <laughs> 10 <laughs> for myself. Number 10, Author and Punisher, Crueler. Number 9, Beyond the Sticks, Sentence. Number 8, Cancer Bat, Psychic Jailbreak. Number 7, Big Muff, 68. And swing Metal. <laughs> Number six. You can't say it that way. Not, it has to be said that way. Big mouth. Number six, Surreption and your whatever, whatever woman wants to hear. Big mouth. <laughs> Number five, Ithaca, they fear us. Number four, Conjure and Pathos. Number three, Roll Tomasi, where myth becomes memory. Number two, Mountaineer, giving up the ghost. And number one, Hangman's Chair, a loner. Duncan, what's your ten? Number 10, Cult of Luna, The Long Road North. Number 9, Blood Command with Praise Armageddonism. Can't wait to see you live. Um, number 8, Without Waves Comedian. Number 7, Caven Heavy Pendulum. Number 6, Mantar. Pain is forever and this is the end. Number 5 is Ithaca, They Fear Us. Number 4, you're getting deja vu, I know, just bear with us. Uh, Conjurer and Pathos. Number 3 is Rolo Tomasi, where myth becomes memory. Number 2 is Mountaineer giving up the ghost with number one being author and punisher and crueler nice and finally kyle number 11 big muff <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a slipper big muff That's in it. there God, gotta slip it in man uh number 10 Meshuggah immutable uh number nine septic flesh modern primitive eight row of ashes bleaching heat uh number seven cadaver march into oblivion at six magnetar crushed Number five, Zealanada, self-titled. And before Venom Prism, Erebos. Uh, am I saying that right? Erebos? Erebos? I don't know. Uh, number three, Harriet, Profound Morality. Number two, Rolo Tomato, where myth becomes memory. <laughs> and number one, Author and Punisher, Krula. It really kicks the garlic bread. 
<lacht> Rainers Clubs. Rainers <lacht> Clubs. Ja. Oh Mann. Okay, so. I can't wait. I'm gonna go to, I'm gonna move to France, start a metal band and call it Clovenhoof. It's <lacht> a great name. If it's not, if it's not Doom, it's probably or Sludge, then no, no one's called themselves Clovenhoof. Just be, a, just be the devil holding a gun. No, your first, your first song needs to be the Hoof. The hoof, <laughs> the hoof is on fire. <laughs> okay, gentlemen, that is our top 10 albums of 2022 so far, but it could all change. We've still oh, got the second half of the year to go. Oh, and he's leaving them on, he's leaving them on a note of anticipation. But <laughs> um, if it's anything like the first half, then it's going to be a fucking killer list to make at the end of the year. I mean, we are we are spoiled. We yeah. are like literally, I, like I say, I shortlisted them to fourteen albums, mm. and there are some albums that you guys have mentioned that I'm now in hindsight going. I need to go back and listen to that. I like, yeah, like genuinely do. need to go back and listen to that album if it's scoring as high. So yeah, who knows what the end of the year will bring? Mm. Um, mostly heartache, confusion, um, divorce, maybe indigestion, and definitely divorce. Yeah. We'll be divorced by then. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, so that reason is our... for divorce, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Always, Always. Yeah. Um, let us know uh, let us know what albums you have been digging in 2022 so far um, you can comment on um, but this episode will get released on all streaming platforms so you can message us through social media um, this will also go out in two parts on YouTube so feel free to stick some comments in below on the YouTube video and let us know what albums have you been digging in 2022 is there something that we haven't put in our list that you think should be in our list then let us know uh, that is the episode um, it's been a pleasure um, thank you so much for checking it out uh, we will be back with another podcast next month until then take care speak to you soon bye everyone goodbye